Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. Oh, wait, what? Uh, I am the Loaf, and with me, Dr. Zaum. Hey, what's up? Uh, this week, the double feature we are bringing you is inspired by the large one himself, Mr. Willie, from the great white north of maple syrup. Uh, we're doing another brother double feature with a review of Terror in Beverly Hills with a Mr. Frank Stallone. Yeah, get it? He's the other Stallone brother. <laughs> and Death Ring from 1992 with, I guess, Don Swayze. It's Don Swayze. He's in there, but really, I mean, come on. It's, is it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Death Ring, two straight-to-video action spectaculars, spectacular, spectaculars. It's so, spectacular! Yes. Let's show some enthusiasm. Oh boy, that's gonna be tough. Um, yeah. So, uh, Sam, how are you, sir? Um, I'm good. I'm well rested. I'm um, full of piss and vinegar. A little bit of poop. A little um, bit of poop. My mouse just locked up, so hopefully I won't have to fucking do anything during the show. <laughs> uh, son of a bitch. Um, no, this it's a good day. I have some uh, original cappuccino. Which, when you're used to drinking the really, it's still sweetie, but not you know, it just tastes more like coffee than sure. uh, than my usual English toffee. Mm. But everything's cool. I am um, uh, just um, I bought an electric toothbrush, which uh, is like the greatest thing ever. I'll never go back. <laughs> have, do you have one? Yeah, yeah. Do you, you've never uh, had an electric toothbrush? No, I love it. Mm. I love it. I used to have a Sonicare. Is that the thing that, with the water that squirts out? No, it's an electric toothbrush, but it, instead of making like that sound, it's like mm. more like a, and it like mm. vibrates so fast it makes your fucking like head yeah. numb. But you want to stick it down your pants? Yeah, right up my butthole. Oh, you mean in the front? Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? I don't know. I'm eating a. You are eating. I'm eating Did my dinner. Did you just get home? I just got home. I had the shittiest day at work. I had, a, I had a lady that was insisting mm, I'm eating Doritos too enjoying a Sam Adams chocolate box with Cool Ranch Doritos and a veggie burger um, God, I want to vomit now <laughs> Sammy's so, drinking coffee with his lunch and you're uh, having some had some beers so this lady 
<laughs> was certain that it was her phone's fault that she could not get her email. Even though the email was telling her, hey, the password's wrong. <clears throat> hey, stupid so, lady. Fucking moron. There's an email that she had to get tonight. So we spent close to an hour with her trying to Ooh. not only com- explain that it's not her phone's fault that the email wasn't coming through, but that, you know, she had to come back tomorrow. So anyway, uh-huh. we finally got to her to log in and she said, can I just print out the email? I'm like, well, yeah, sure. If it's going to make you leave. And, um, it was a coupon for um, New York and Company, so that was the important email that she ah. couldn't live without. <laughs> oh my God, that's <sighs> my that day in a nutshell. Good. So your pain is my pleasure. Uh, right now. <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> Besides that, had a very slow week movie wise. I watched a lot of TV, but let's get into what we've been watching. We'll talk about that. Um, oh well, I better get my book uh, here, and uh, let's see. Uh, what the ice cream book. Ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, the first movie I watched, which I bought the Criterion of, is The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. Um, I'd never heard of this movie. I, I hate when I do this, but I can't remember who mentioned it on our page, but uh, thanks for mentioning it. It's fucking good. I liked it. Um, it um, looks fantastic, and um, it's a it's an old schooly old school military uh, deal. Uh, not like uh, is it American? Uh, American? Movie? No, 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 no. It's a uh, uh, British. Uh, Roger Livesey and Emmerich Pressburger, and it's directed by Michael Powell. Hmm. Um, I really liked it. It's um, it's just interesting and it's funny. It has it, you would like it just. Because it has some of the best giant mustaches, <laughs> it's old school, uh, you know, uh, uh, British military guys that fought in like uh, Africa against the Boer, or uh, you know, right before World War One, and uh, they're pretty zany. They are zany, <laughs> but it's it's good. I liked it. Um, the next thing I watched was Total Recall with Colin Farrell. Uh oh. Kate Beckinsdale and Jessica Beale, and I will say this: I don't know what all the hatred is for it. Uh, a lot of people shit all over it. I guess maybe it's because of the comparison to the Schwarzenegger movie. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I watched it twice uh, in two days. Uh, Kate Beckinsdale is fucking so hot because she is a baddie, and her just kind of uh, her pissed off uh, walking. Uh, while shooting and or stalking Colin Farrell is awesome. She fucking made my pee-pee move. Jessica Beale's okay. <laughs> she's they could have uh, to me they could have got somebody better, which is generally just about every movie she's in. They could have got somebody better. <laughs> Skinny Bolo. Uh, yeah, because if she doesn't, if she's not going to show the butt, you know, uh, she's she's passable. But she's you know, yeah. and Colin Farrell was really good. I liked him. I thought the special effects were good. I liked the story. They kind of changed the story up uh, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Um, yeah, the bad guys and stuff were good, uh, and there was kind of a surprise because uh, I didn't know about it. Kind of a surprise uh, person in there that's famous. Okay. Uh, let's see. But like I said, I watched. It. I bought it. So you know, and you know, I didn't watch it twice because I bought it. I, I'd, I'd watch it again right now if we weren't doing this fucking lame ass show. 
Mm-hmm. I love the show. Uh, next thing I watched was Tom Hardy and Lawless. Mm-hmm. And then I walked around going. <laughs> he he fucking just like uh I don't know if he was gassy or something. I think you had said that before. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, uh and I don't like Shia LaBeouf, but he He's good in that. As long as he's playing a Shia LaBeouf part, which he was in this, which is a douche, then he's good. Shia LaDouche. Yep. Uh fucking Guy Pierce was so fucking creepy. He oh. was beyond creepy. His fucking part just got wider as the movie went on. And he was just weird mm-hmm. uh, with the kind of germaphobe thing. And I thought he was going to rape that one guy. Slightly and- slightly related. Uh, the wife and I are going to see Nick Cave perform uh. some music in uh, March in, near here in, Ash- in Nashville, North Carolina. You ought to dress up like... <laughs> fucking Guy oh, Pierce. Like, yes, yes, even better. Wear <laughs> uh, those leather gloves and stuff. Um, I I find it weird uh, uh, when you're a psychotic germaphobe. Um, uh, obviously, whoa. he was heterosexual mm-hmm. because he did have an African American naked woman in his room, but he made her sit on a newspaper on his bed. So I'm not sure exactly how you can how he had sex, <laughs> you know, because he was so afraid of germs and stuff like that. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, he but somebody like that he probably wanted her to like poop in his mouth or something. Some of those people are just you know whatever. Uh, next thing I watched. Speaking of such acts, which aren't in this movie, but probably could have been. I watched a Serbian film. Uh-oh. Uh oh. For the first time. Um. <clears throat> I know they trimmed it because somebody even told me when I posted it. It's on the uh, oh god, not Vimeo. Yeah, Vimeo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess on there the way it works is you can watch stuff for free, but if it's like a full length movie, well, that's how um, we, that's how we watched um, the Glow documentary. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it just seemed like every twenty minutes. On the dot, you had to back out and then start over, and then oh, just, weird. just start it right where you left off. You know, right when I would have to go back, I'd just look at the clock and say, "Okay, it says, you know, twenty-two minutes." And so I would back out, go back in, move the thing over to twenty-two minutes, huh. and it was right back up. But anyway, I think they said that it, this one was trimmed about. I don't even know if it was ten minutes. I don't even think it was that much. But I'm pretty sure that. Um, there's a scene that I will refer to as newborn porn. Yes. Have you seen this movie? Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't know if I've seen the uncut version because... Well, they show the woman having the baby and the guy yeah. treating the baby. Yes. And, and you pretty much just hear stuff. Uh, okay, yeah. You see so, a little more than that in the... Yeah, that's song. what I was thinking. Because I, I, I think I actually read that, that that's what they tripped. Uh, now, this movie... Um, it didn't like destroy me the way that did some people. I mean, I, I don't want to say it because I remember. I think I, if I remember correctly, I think I remember Will saying that, like, after he watched it, it was like a month later. He still every day thought about you know that movie or something. I don't. I think that's the one I was talking about. Uh, and it might have been the thing about the baby because even though you didn't see it, it did kind of a Hitchcock thing in this one where you could just imagine what was going on. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty gross. But I just found it to be just kind of like a hostile movie. Although I will say this. I think that 
um, I read, you know, what the guy said he was going for, supposedly. Yeah. Serbia and stuff like that. My thing that I took away from it, and I guess, you know, art, um, and everybody that watches it brings their own thing to it. (laughs) So I don't know if this has to do with my thing, but I saw it as as more of sort of an indictment of the hyper-sexualization of society and and violence mm-hmm. uh, where we watch, you know, like someone was talking, uh, I don't know if it was a couple of days ago or, or um, I was listening to it maybe on a podcast or something and they were talking about how our pornography is getting increasingly more violent. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like you watch the 70s ones and the people are more, you know, it's more, even if they were having an orgy or something, it seemed like it was more like they were, uh, it was more for pleasure where now, like you said, you know, with. The, oh, yeah, I was going to say, find a porn made between 70 yeah. and 90 and you won't see once. <laughs> yeah. And, and not only that, but then uh, like also with with, you know, some of we're so exposed to. um Ultra violence through video yeah. games stuff like that, and I'm not saying you know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing or whatever. But I, to me, that's what I kind of took out of this. Um, but you know, it wasn't. I don't think it was a horrible movie. I think if when I was looking at that and looking at it through those eyes of what they were doing and what they were trying to do, um, from what I thought they were, then I thought it was more than just like hostile. But I, it was you know wrapped around the kind of hostile, yeah. which I guess if you were going to make those kind of statements, you kind of had to do that. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Um, let's see. Next thing I watched was a, a Queen's Ransom. Uh, this was a Hong Kong film starring George Lazenby. I, it, it pretty much had the uh, the uh, well, not. I mean, it was like a. I guess a re-teaming of George Lazenby and Jimmy Wang Yu, uh, and um, from um, Man from Hong Kong, right? Uh, and it also had Bolo, Bolo Young in yeah. it, uh, and in a cowboy hat at one time, and suspenders, and him and Jimmy Wang uh, throw down just for a, a brief period because they're on the same team. They're they're all criminals. It's kind of like a uh, sort of a uh, Ocean's Eleven kind of a thing. But it wasn't very good. It's it it was pretty pretty bad. And I, I mean, like, I, and I'm a huge fan of Man from Hong Kong. I mean, I thought that was excellent. This one, even the karate in it wasn't very good. Um, and Lazenby, man, you know, when he was in play James Bond and he was clean cut and saint, and he didn't have the mustache, you know, he's a handsome guy and everything. Then when he started making movies, kind of these indie movies and stuff, and he went with the long hair and the mustache, he just – I just didn't think he looked it. But I guess at early 70s, because I remember Rock Hudson when he was on Macmillan and Wife. Mm-hmm. You know, all through the 60s, Rock Hudson was always short-haired, you know, clean-cut and handsome and everything. And then in the early 70s, he on Macmillan and Wife had a big mustache and long longer hair. So it was the style. I remember my dad looked like that too. But this movie is not very good. So, I mean, you know, if you want to watch it, watch it. But don't fucking expect too much. The <laughs> um, next thing I watched was uh, – this was really good. It was uh, called Lady from Shanghai mm-hmm. uh, starring Orson Welles and Rita Hayworth. Um, I was – I think the reason I got this was I – Watched, um, oh my God, what's the movie called? The the uh, the Quiet American, uh, which was a Graham Greene movie, and I watched the uh, original 
with Audie Murphy, and uh, then I watched um, the remake with Michael Caine and uh, Brendan Fraser. And at the bottom of Amazon, it was recommending other movies uh, that were similar. And uh, so I got this, and I mean, it, it was really good. The reason, one of the reasons I liked it is um, if you watch. Um, Geez, I'm drawing another blank. The Orson Welles movie with Charlton Heston as the Mexican. Um, they, oh, they, what was that? Oh, good. Not, I don't want to say Dark of the Sun, but it's not that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, it, it, um, they had like the way that he shot that, mm-hmm. uh, where he would get the camera like kind of down below the person shooting up at their face and or right in their face, and they would say. Get, deliver the lines really strangely like they would be like these character actors and uh, this one guy keeps he tells Orson Welles he's like tell him you were just taking target practice <laughs> and every time he would say it he would be like you're just taking target practice and they'd have the camera right in the guy's face he'd be real sweaty and you could see all his pores and shit and he'd have this really crazy look in his eyes and so it was just kind of weird how Orson Welles would shoot things uh, like it I don't know how to how to put it, but it, it was entertaining. And Rita Hayworth uh, um, had blonde hair in this, which my friend Diane pointed out to me. And man, she was gorgeous. Jesus Christ! But it's a good movie. I liked it. If you get a chance, check it out. Check it out. I watched uh, Wrath of Khan because I am a Trekkie, uh, and it was on TV. And uh, we were talking about this on our group. Um, I'm telling you what. First of all, the one thing I thought was is, you know, they could easily take this movie and make it uh, a uh, put them on uh, ships at sea and have wait a minute, my well, I'll get it here in a minute when what? we do the break. My alarm's going off on my phone in the oh. kitchen. But it doesn't matter. I can't um, hear it. Yeah. Uh, but that's just what this is. It, it it reminds me so much of Master and Commander with uh Russell Crowe. Yeah. A- and um uh, the end, Jesus Christ! I mean, I have seen this movie—I don't know how many times—and <laughs> it still chokes me up. It chokes me up big time. And the parts where um, you know Khan is all confident and he thinks he's dispatched Kirk, and then all of a sudden, you know, Kirk will be like, "Okay, Khan, you ready?" You know, he'll get on the calm and patch him into the other ship and be like, "Khan, like to try again?" And his fucking eyes just like light up like motherfucker, you know, because I mean, he lived. To kill Kirk, and even though he wanted to kill him, and that was his like passion supposedly, his it was just like almost like Moby Dick and the White Whale. You know, once you kill the White Whale, where are you? And as soon as he knew Kirk was still alive, it it, it was almost like he wasn't. He was pissed, but he was still. It was almost like yeah, now I can continue on with my crazy fucking uh, <laughs> session. Um, let's see. Uh, next thing I watched was The Black Tent. Uh, this was on this. Um, stars Anthony Steele. Now, this is a real cheapie. I thought it was some <laughs> damn, uh, Bible, biblical <laughs> story when I first turned it on because there was a bunch of you know uh, Arabs in the desert with their tents and camels and all this shit. But it's more of a uh, like a Laurence Olivier thing. It's a cheapie, and it's not very good. <laughs> uh, and the last thing I <laughs> Was uh, Batman Dark Knight Rises? Okay, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can, we can bridge right into mine because I also went to the theater. It's funny, I didn't know that that was coming out this week, and uh, 
I had Sunday and Monday off this past week, and my wife's like, let's go watch a movie. Do you want to watch Dark Knight Rises since you never saw it? I'm like, let's go do it. And so we went to the Dollar Theater, and I finally saw this damn movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, this, uh, it's funny because my friend told me that he bought it, mm-hmm. and we were watch it this weekend. But, of course, the day it comes out, I got it at my fingertips on iTunes where I can just rent it for like $2.99. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just go ahead and rent it. Then I can watch it on my iPad. Um, because, you know, there's I've watched the other two. You know, I've, I was compelled to watch this. Um, I have some issues. Okay. Uh, okay. First of all, it is fucking long. It is really long. And I was talking to a guy at work about it. And I told him I finally had seen it. And this guy has a complete Batman sleeve on tattooed on one arm. He calls himself he calls himself Harvey Dent. Um, he's obsessed with Batman. So of, of, you know, it was interesting to talk to him about about it. And he asked, you know, he's like, why? Well, you know, what made you wait so long to see it? And I was like, well, honestly, the two hours and forty five minutes was probably the first thing. I was like, why the fuck? Does a comic book movie need to be almost three hours long, especially the third one? Right. Okay, so continue. Now, um, I did not know, and I, I've read. I'm I'm a Marvel guy. I'm not a DC guy, okay. but I still know, you know, pretty much, you know, Batman story, and I've I've followed along a little bit, you know, and kind of kept up with, you know, what what has happened and everything. Um. Didn't need to be as long as what it was. Although, though it was that long, I guess it did give you know a, a time. It took its time to flesh things out or whatever. But I'm torn by this movie okay. because, first of all, I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, but I did not like him in this movie. Uh, he uh, yeah. up, had the scene with. Bruce Wayne, like he just shows up at Bruce Wayne's house and goes in there and he's like, yeah, I met you one time before. Yeah, I've seen that look in your eyes before. Yeah, you're bad man, okay? Yeah, and it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, uh, you know, here's this guy, it's just like, hey, knock, knock, knock. Hey, can I come in? Yeah, you can come in. Hey, uh, Bruce, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure you're bad. You know, I, I know you're Everybody, bad. everybody, there's hardly anybody that didn't know he was fucking... Right. Every, everybody that should have known he was Batman did not know and then everybody that was a fucking stranger was just like, hey, what's up, Bruce? <laughs> hey, what's up, dude? Um, now, Tom Hardy's character, um, I I wasn't that thrilled with that. Now, I like the, sort of the concept. Yeah. Uh, there was one part in it, of course, toward the end that caught me totally off guard, which sort of saved it. Because I was like, holy shit, didn't, I didn't see that fucking coming. Yeah, yeah, the twist got me. I, didn't, I did not see the twist coming. But... Uh, why do you need to know what I'm doing? <laughs> now, I liked his voice. The problem with me it. was the problem with me was I don't know if it was a shitty sound system in the theater. I had trouble understanding him a few times. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that 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 was it was hard to understand him. Um, I did not imagine that knowing. Now I never read the Bane series of stories in the comics. I know I know the story generally, but I never read it. I always thought I he was a chiropractor. Well, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't ever imagine he would sound or act like. No, like that. Well, character. I think he was supposed to be like. I thought that everybody said that he was supposed to be uh, from like South America. Okay. 
But I guess Tom Hardy's not from South America. <laughs> At least he did. <laughs> uh, now, um, Anne Hathaway, I wanted to fuck her brains out after I watched this movie. Yeah, she's a cutie. She's a cutie, and man, I'm telling you what, when she's, I, I liked when she would, at the very beginning, when she was uh, pretending to be the maid, mm-hmm. and, and you know Bruce walks in and starts talking to her, and then she just kind of morphs into Selena Kyle. And that, it was like, holy shit. I mean, it was almost like somebody with a split personality yeah. or she was just a really good actress in doing that. Um, but I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I will say this. The twist was good. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Anne Hathaway. I thought she was sexy. I was making fun of some little plot hole things while we were watching it the you know the the classic uh timer that doesn't follow actual time right <laughs> that was going on i'm yeah. like has it really only been 30 seconds and did five minutes yeah. really just go by right after? <laughs> i thought that was pretty damn, funny this the the giant bat airplane i thought that was pretty i don't know i think they just went too far with the tech stuff like that uh michael kane had way too many scenes where he was uh they, they should have if they could have had just one scene where mm-hmm. he was kind of like breaks down and tells bruce you know that, that he worried about him and that you know he loved him and this and that it seemed like they had that scene like about four times and i was like yeah. shut the fuck up you big cry baby pussy so, yeah for me i'm glad i finally saw it yeah. i liked it and honestly even after i saw it and was n- I, I wasn't blown away and I thought, I didn't know what I was going to, I didn't know, you know, it, after I left, I was like, should I have been blown away? I don't know. And I was just kind of was like, I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it. But at the same time, I was like, I probably should have just bought it instead of going to see it at the theater. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they could have, to me though, they could have, um, if they would have shortened it and. It should have been 30 minutes shorter. I, I They could have cut know. out 30 minutes of stuff. I there I thought I I, I just uh, the main character just didn't do it for me that much. I thought it was going to be I thought he was going to be you know I I don't know. I just and when, and when he fought Bruce Wayne the first time um I that it seemed like they did it like there was a lack of sound effects and mm-hmm. I and it was I don't know if it was to make it more realistic as far as like a real fight instead mm-hmm. of like a karate fight. But I think there's a reason why, you know, it's like when you watch uh, um, uh, whether it's – okay, say you watch a Bruce Lee movie or a um, – um, <laughs> you know, what, like a like – a, uh, was it Wushu or something like a that Wushu movie? movie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where, where, the, where the fucking martial arts are really flamboyant and really flashy. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there's a reason why MMA fights when they, you know, are fighting and it's kind of like, you know, meh. MMA is, ru- are, it's ruining uh, martial arts choreography in movies. Yeah, because but the thing, the thing is, it's like, okay, the reason that pro wrestling went to it being a show, because when uh, uh, fucking uh, Frank Gotch and George Hackenschmidt grabbed each other in a fucking headlock. <laughs> and yeah, that's effective. And they'd get down on the mat, and and one couldn't get out, and they would lay there for three hours. <laughs> it's effective, and that's yeah. what re- what it was really like. But I don't want to see what it's really like because I want to be entertained. I saw. I, saw, I remember the dust a movie. Yeah, I saw a fight between fucking Frank Shamrock and uh, 
and Hoist Gracie. Yes. Uh, probably 20 years ago. And, and those motherfuckers lay laid on the floor for 30 minutes and people were booing and yeah. the ref kept having to pull them apart because the the, the crowd was about to riot. I was <laughs> like, do something. <laughs> Fucking uh, Frank, uh, Frank was getting, like he kept trying to pound uh, Hoist Gracie and Gracie would just grab the sleeve of his karate gi and hold him and yeah. so they just sat there and i'm like these motherfuckers have to be exhausted but everybody was like Boo. oh yeah <laughs> it's not, it's it's just like amateur amateur wrestling in high school and stuff like that you know if you go out and do it it's it is <laughs> it is hard as hell it's yeah, one of the yeah. hardest things you'll ever do in your life it's like three minutes and you are so fucking tired you can't do anything but to watch it it's like watching paint dry but anyway <laughs> i'll tell you what um if I had to, you know, I know we're just talking about this movie and, you know, we're not really like, well, we're sort of reviewing it. But I mean, out of, uh, uh, on a scale of one to 10, it was like, a, it, honestly, for me, it's like a seven, seven and a half. I thought it was solid. I, don't but even, I, I was going to say, I don't even think it's going to, it would make it to a seven to me. See, for uh, me, I, I liked, I liked Bane though, because I like, I, he was kind of almost a, a neo-Marxist. I like that. I, well, I, I wish for. he would have been more, I, I, a little bit more badass. Yeah. Well, I don't know how to put it, but, um, I it, wish it he, just, I wish his, his end goal was a little better fleshed out. I feel like at times I was like, what is he even trying to do here? Well, we're just doing the whole Ra's al Ghul thing over again, you know, yeah. which we've already seen. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a member, you know, like, well, God damn it. Now, with all the characters, all the villains, the classic villains that they have had in Batman since the goddamn beginning of time. And, you know, and, and what's funny is I posted this on Are You Serious? I, uh, when Selena Kyle and... Bruce Wayne are dancing, and she says, there's a storm coming, Mr. Wayne. You and your friends better batten down the hatches because when it hits, you're going to wonder how you ever thought you could live so large and leave uh, so little for the rest of us. And to me, that sounds like an Occupy Wall Street. <laughs> it does. And, and fucking uh, Bruce Wayne and, and that group, it's like when, when Bane goes into the New York Stock Exchange and the guy goes – there's no money here. There's nothing for you to steal. And he goes, well, then why are you here? Like, okay, yeah, you, you just know how to steal because you're smarter and you're stealing our money. So, and, and that's why it killed me when Rush Limbaugh said, oh, Batman, you know, they named the villain Bane just to fuck with Mitt Romney. I'm like, dude, did you even see the movie? Because obviously Bane is not for Mitt Romney. Yeah, Bruce yeah. Wayne is Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> well, not really, but, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, the people he hobnobs. Yeah, because he fucking helps people. But I mean, I'd say maybe six point seven. Yeah, he's more like uh, I don't know, Bill Gates or something. Um, I don't know. I'd be like six point seven five. I wanted to. I this is one of those ones where you go to see it and you almost want to be an apologist and or you want to like it so bad that you start looking for reasons to like it, even though you're the, the the reasons not to like it are piling up. Yeah, you know, and I was like, "Well, I like this, I like that." Uh, um, I'll own it at some point because I own I the other two. I don't know if I will. Uh, because I own the other two, I'll own it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that's what I have. So you know, we'll, we'll, we got into that. Yeah. Uh, All right. So well, that's what have it. you been watching? <laughs> the only other thing I watched besides that, I went and saw that on what? on Sunday, on two on Monday night. I went to go see Killing Them Softly with Brad Pitt. Oh, yes. Now, 
I'll be a little standoffish here. If you don't like this movie, you're wrong. <laughs> Um, I, it's, this is, this is <laughs> oh, one, I'm sorry, Dominic, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what you were looking for. If you hated this movie because I hated it, knowing the source material, there, there's some things that are a little more heavy handed than Eddie Coyle, but I started watching Eddie Coyle this week and there's a lot of stuff in that. That's a lot more just cut and paste yeah. Or cut and dry than this. Now, I like this movie. It was very stylish. Um, lots of, I mean, it's a lot of talking. It's dialogue heavy. There's some yeah. good kills in it, but it's they're fucking brutal kills when they do happen. Mm-hmm. Gandolfini is fucking incredible. He is a drunk asshole mess. And, and this is a re repairing of Brad Pitt and James Gandolfini. What was the other movie they were in? I have no idea. The Mexican with Julia Roberts. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch that screen. Um, Gandolfini, I like I was saying to Randy on our boards, I could watch Gandolfini fucking eat a plate of lasagna and be entertained, which I probably watched that a few times in Sopranos. And Sopranos might be my number one show of all times. I've heard um, women tell me my ex one of my, one of my ex girlfriends <clears throat> told me that she thought that he was sexy. No, and I was like, "Are you out of your mind?" She goes, "Yeah, but that just shows you how some women think." <laughs> She's like, hey, "Because not because of him, but the Tony Soprano character, yeah, because he's so powerful and everything." I'm like, I don't "Give a fuck how powerful he is? He's a big, fat, hairy, gross slob." And he's a, he's an asshole in Sopranos, which he's I don't think he's asshole. like that at all. Yeah. Um. But this uh, Brad Pitt's very good in it. Gandolfini is great. Um, his scenes do go on a little long, but there's a there's a reason for it, and I will not give that away. Um, I don't know. I liked it a lot, and fucking uh, as much as fun as we made of him reviewing uh, Dungeon Siege Story or whatever fucking Uwe Boll movie. Um, what's his face? Uh, 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 Leota was really good too. Hmm. Um, you feel sorry for him. I don't know. It's it's really well filmed. There's some really cool stylish stuff in it. Some brutal kills. Lots of cool talking. I thought it was fine. I I I'd encourage everyone in the you know with the mindset of a GGTMC kind of flick to go see it because I I thought it was pretty pretty awesome. And see, I didn't know that even had like the the guy that did Eddie Coyle was. Uh, I didn't know there was a connection until you said that. The it's the the same author because I didn't know anything about the movie. Okay, the the same author of of uh, the Friends of Eddie Coyle wrote. Mm-hmm. It's like Kogan's t- story or something like that, mm-hmm. and that's what this movie is based on. Mm-hmm. And Kogan must be the Brad Pitt character because mm-hmm. he's he's constantly giving his kind of theory on what he does. He talks mm-hmm. to. I only ever remember him as the dad on Six Feet Under. Um, what is that guy's name? He's bald. He wears glasses. He Six was, Feet Under. He was in Cabin in the Woods. He was one of the two like scientists that ran the control panel. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. He's good. So a lot of the a lot of I mean, there's a lot of scenes with just the two of them talking in a car. Um, I don't know. I liked it a lot. It's it's definitely worth seeing. Um, I encourage everyone to go see it. And if you if you hate it, you're probably just wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's fighting words. Yeah, who, who? Yeah, I liked it. I, yeah. I, you know, I thought it was really good. So, now, 
and I, I and I still haven't finished. I did not get a chance to finish Friends of Eddie Coyle because I wanted to watch. I wanted to revisit that and kind of see. Because I've I know seen some, that so many times. I bought it. I've got it on my iPad like constantly. <laughs> I've got it on Criterion. I've got the Criterion DVD, which I haven't gotten get to watch all of it yet. I did start it. Is it what's the? Are there like any like really good extras on that? I mean, um, like interviews or anything? I think there's a commentary. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what else is on it. There's a bit. Well, I mean, the, the booklet with it is very nice. So jaw. I like um, that Criterion shit. Yeah, yeah. That was, and that was honestly that was all I that was all I watched. Another another thing with the Batman thing. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't know. I didn't. I wasn't sure. I liked how they handled the Lazarus Pit. Um, Lazarus yeah. Pits are kind of a thing for Raz Ghul in the story. In this, it's you know obviously they have to fit it into a certain reality that they've created, mm-hmm. which kind of backs. Nolan into a corner because obviously it's going to be hard to make a a pit that makes somebody uh, I guess immortal and in this it's like basically when you're in the pit you experience Ra's al Ghul but you know it's I don't know well I have I had a weird thing there that this one person helps Bruce mm-hmm. when he's in the pit and basically kind of gives him advice that helps him. Yeah. And then in the end, that guy was supposedly why I, I question why he would help Bruce Wayne. I don't know. And cause he was sort of an ally of somebody else that, uh, you know, right, whatever, right. whatever. It's a piece of shit. It's a stupid <laughs> fucking it, was, comic it, book movie. It, it, it was fine. I, I mean, I wasn't blown away by it, and like I said, I'll probably buy it. My wife liked it a lot more than I did. I think this is the second time she saw it, so she was willing to go see it again, and I'll probably end up buying it eventually. And I think maybe on a revisit, I might think differently. We'll see. So, anyway, no, I'm just wondering if, well, whatever. I don't even want to talk about what's coming up next. <laughs> well, uh, let's take a break and move to what's coming up next. Uh, let's just review Terror in Beverly Hills first because it's in chronological order, Daddy. Terror. Terror in Beverly Hills. Frank Stallone will be right back. Ahoy, mateys. This is K.A.B. Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here, beaming a signal across the sea. I'll be here playing music all through the witching hour. I'm still waiting to hear from that weatherman. But in the meantime, stay here with me. Be sure to visit our sponsor, Paracinema Magazine. They're the source for all your genre movie needs. Check them out online at paracinema.net. Tell them Stevie sent you. Keep me turned on for a while, and I'll do my best to do the same for you. The Smooth Sound. Fabulous. 
with my brother sat next to me. It's a wild love I have. It's a wild love that I have. It's a wild love I have. It's a wild love that I have for my brother. All right, we're back from break. Uh, dog had to poop. Zom had to poop. Yes. So. Zom had to poop. <laughs> Zom had to poop. You have to poop. Yes, Zom had to I miss Metal shit. Mikey. <laughs> Who? Uh, Where you Metal Mikey, you motherfucker. Now <laughs> <laughs> the wildfire is gone. I'm Metal Mikey action attraction. That's Get crazy me. up here in Indianapolis, Garden Soli. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I like what Sammy's like. <laughs> and of course, that was Zom and Justin, not Tommy Wildfire Ritz last night. What are you talking about? That, that phone call you guys had was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Spontaneous. That was, that was creativity in action. <sighs> and I had the one where I was doing the old style Zom voice talking about the dude with the Ninja Stars. <laughs> uh, gentlemen. All right, uh, Terror in Beverly Hills, our first film of the day. Um, this is from uh, 1989, directed by John Myers, spelled with an H, weird. Uh, John, John Myers, I don't know if he's the one that I looked up here. Yes, he's di- he directed two movies ever in his life. One in 1965 called Saturday Night in Apple Valley, and <laughs> sounds like a porn. And uh, Terror in Beverly Hills from 89. So he's got quite the pedigree, this guy. He's an actor, though. Yes, he is. He has 93 titles. Good for him. Fuck is that son of a bitch. I'm going to look him up. I'm going to look him up, okay? Just keep on talking. So I thought it was a little odd when I looked at this originally. Oh, let's see. They brought terrorism to our streets. Only one man could stop them. And that one man appears three quarters of the way through the story. Um... So, yeah, I thought it was weird when I first looked at the IMDb IMDb credits, if you will, and noticed that Frank Stallone is listed way, way, way down on the list. Now, he's on the cover. Um, He, uh, you know, he is the the name in this movie of of all things. I mean, I guess Cameron Mitchell's kind of a name. He's Uh, big. Cameron Mitchell's a big name. Uh, maybe not for an 80s action movie. Well, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> now this was, was his second. This was his uh, what you call it? Or re, th- this was his coming out of the Lazarus Pit. Was now, I feel like Cameron Mitchell was in something else we did. What was it? We did something with Cameron Mitchell. He had bee sting eyes. <laughs> he was in Hollywood Cop. Yes, Hollywood Cop. Oh my Cop. god, that's fucking weird because. And he plays thinking, almost the same part, <laughs> sort of. That's exactly. I was thinking this whole movie. I was like, man, this fucking captain is a lot like that one in Hollywood Cop that just yelled all the time about his that's it? about his indigestion. It's the same. Like, it's the Uncle same Bump role. On the I chaparral. Holy shit! Okay, Chief so Chief Dan is eating strawberry and banana low fat yogurt. Wouldn't that be awesome if he went back to uh, Cameron Mitchell's? Uh, career and like you know back in the 50s he's in a western and he's still the fucking sick. yeah plus he's a, a, a fucking <laughs> loud uh you know the thing he is the precursor to all the loud uh cussing swearing uh black 
cat police captains. <laughs> that became the, that was the '90s staple. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. So um, now, oh, as I said, I thought it was a little odd that Frank Stallone was so far down on the on the list. Even until Williams, you saw him act, and then you realized why. Well, until I saw him act, until and also until uh, it takes almost an hour in an hour and twenty seven minute movie to get, for Frank Stallone to even be a fucking like major character in the damn thing um now is this movie so low budget that they could only have fucking frank stallone for like a day well you know what the thing is about this motherfucker uh not you motherfucker i mean this this motherfucking movie about this comma motherfucker um it actually if i'm correct when i looked in the goddamn uh, i watched the credits all the way to the end because i thought well you know maybe there'll be something funny in there or whatever they sh- actually shot some of this in israel now what the <laughs> fuck this is a low budget piece of shit <laughs> and they actually went to israel and they had like you know thank you to the to the is- israeli army and the different places that they shot over there and stuff i guess for the, some of the terrorist stuff at the beginning maybe weird yeah. i don't know or maybe the whole thing was shot in Israel. No, because it actually said, and and they wanted to thank you know the people like the Beverly Hills Police and this and that. Or they, maybe they just, but maybe that's like when they put at the beginning of a movie, you know, this was based or this was a true story or something that's not even true. But I mean, this was like at the very end of the credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think they would put something in there for that like that. So I thought it was odd that William Smith even in the in the credited cast was even above and William Smith. <laughs> <laughs> plays the president of the United States. Now, yes. well, now, that would be a hell of a president of the United States. <laughs> I've seen some unbelievable presidents of the United States. William Smith has to be up there with fucking Debo. And, yeah. and, uh, well, I'll uh, tell you something uh, weird about Bruce this Willis movie, man. too, is um, if, and I just found this out by accident, it was uh, i can't remember what they called this but like when they used to like say led zeppelin songs or something like that or beatles songs back in the day um if you were listening to them on a speaker or on, or on two speakers or on headphones mm-hmm. and it used to be on the stereo you know if you had two speakers you could turn to one speaker or the other you had a knob so it would play just the one speaker and yeah, yeah, yeah. like all the music would be coming out of one speaker and all the singing would be coming out of the other speaker. That's the way this was. If you're listening, oh, if you're watching awful. this movie, yeah, you take, you, if you take one headphone out, you can't, you can see, you know, of course you're watching it so you can see their mouse moving and everything, but you can't hear them talking. Oh, it was terrible. And then if you put that headphone in and take it out, all you can hear is them talking, but you can't hear any of like sound effects. It really sounded fucking terrible. Uh, this is a really shitty print that we had. I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm almost certain this ever has been. Uh, released on DVD. Jesus Christ. I've ne- never been released on DVD. Um, the, uh, you, do, you do get to see Frank Stallone early, and he's kind of a, a karate teacher. And <laughs> a, a, as holding true to all 80s and 90s um, action films, the main character in an action film must have at least been in Vietnam, and it was probably quote-unquote special forces mm-hmm. so yes. um he was the best of the best back in the day of course and uh, because there's only you know there's lots of those uh yeah. his so. career paralleled mike danton's from what i understand in in, in the nom <laughs> yeah yeah and i think i think in the next film we also have more vietnam survival <laughs> special forces guys um but now i thought it was pretty funny when they're training their karate and 
after the scene. There's nothing like a fucking cup of hot black coffee from a dirty coffee maker after a sweaty karate workout. Do you think that when when he was doing when he was sparring with the guy, do you think that was actually Frank Stallone? Because it was weird because um, they had like their geese on and shit, but they had head like the head protective headgear on. But Stallone had it looked like almost like one of those white Jason hockey masks on underneath his, so you couldn't really see his face. I would I would almost I could almost I don't know. And then later when he was fighting, he didn't look like he knew karate. No, he didn't, didn't look like he knew how to fucking fight. <laughs> he didn't know how to. He didn't know how to look. Can, he didn't know how to look, uh, steal a bean out of a big. <laughs> oh my god, he looks bad. <laughs> so random, um, but yeah, I thought that, I thought of Sammy when they when they he offers his friend coffee after they fucking spar. Oh yeah, they're god. all sweaty and hot. Want a hot <laughs> cup of coffee? And that coffee maker was gross, dude. <laughs> that shit was from Big Lock. Not Big Lock. That shit was from Goodwill. And Stallone, Stallone's like, uh, you know, uh, Sylvester's was like this. You got a deep voice and he can't sing or nothing. Well, um, Frank Stallone has a higher pitched voice, but he's very, which is better because he can sing. He's very well but, spoken next to his brother. But when he's talking, he's always talking like this. And then I'm going to go over here and take out this. Maybe I have to go fight, get a machine gun and go over and fight this guy. You know, it's like. Goddamn, motherfucker! You know, give it at least something. And I was, I was also hoping in this that uh, Stallone would have provided some music, but the, you know, the music's pretty much straight off of a Casio keyboard in this. It's pretty bad. Yeah. And I love it, how in strip clubs and cheap movies, the girls don't dance anywhere close to the actual music you're hearing. Yeah. And the strippers in this are pretty fucking awful because. They the high waisted thongs. They're just playing. The, they're not. They're not even giving us hot licks. They're. They're not even trying. They're giving us the fucking like, like, and the fucking girls. Like one of them just keeps like jumping and bouncing her tits See, you around. Could have wrote that. That could have been a song. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They, they. They. You know what's funny is I remember going to some gentlemen's clubs. Uh, back in <laughs> when was this made? Eighty nine. 89. Well, goddamn, yes, I do. Probably about this time. I guarantee there was at least one Motley Crue song played at those strip clubs. Oh, shit. (laughs) It was uh, ACDC, Motley Crue, Cinderella. Poison. All poison. Yeah, fuck yeah. Goddamn right. Oh, God. Okay, so now... And thongs pulled up all the way to their armpits. (laughs) Covering the belly button. Making their butt crack look like it's eight feet long. Uh, I miss those women. Um, (laughs) I wonder what they're doing now. They're probably fucking 170 pounds, have four kids, and (laughs) that all have came out, have herpes from where they came (laughs) to their mothers. Um, Whatever. (laughs) Stuff. Stuff and stuff. Is their mother strawberry and banana yogurt? Hey. Um, Now, my probably the my favorite scene of the movie is so w- what's going on in this is you have a group of terrorists now they're goddamn arabs they they are they're that woman <laughs> even calls that guy on the airplane oh my god now yeah what I, a I, fucking I took bitch. i took a note of this one because these but he guys was a fly, dick, though well kind of, he was well because well, didn't he didn't he say don't touch me you filthy infidel no, infidel to wait, the i don't think he said anything to her Cause, okay. He didn't say anything to her, but I'm just saying, she was really racist to him, 
but they couldn't just have that. They set up before. Okay, he kind as as a viewer, you yeah, knew he yeah, deserved yeah. it because he was a dick. Because the, the all the stewardess did was, you know, she like touched his shoulder and he goes, "Keep your hands off me, you filthy infidel." <laughs> now, if that would have happened today, the the sky marshal would have fucking just sh- oh, shot yeah. him on the spot. <laughs> Wait a minute, the, that guy looks suspicious, filthy the, infidel. The uh, so I'm gonna say that to the next girl I have sex with. This stupid. <laughs> You filthy infidel. Keep this, your hands off you filthy this, infidel. This fucking Make fat. her sit on a newspaper on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> no wet spots on these sheets. Uh-huh. The uh this you know, this fucking fat cunt, she doesn't know that they're assholes. Uh, this guy just takes a little longer in the bathroom than she would like. First of she all, had to shit. she didn't, <laughs> she didn't have to shit. Now, are we supposed to be on this fat bitch's side or are we supposed to agree with her when she says, now he walks past her and first thing she says is filthy Arab. And then it, well, this is after she's been standing there knocking on the shitter door. Now this is a bathroom that says occupied. Now he's trying you, to piss and he, it gives him <laughs> pissophobia. So he's like, God damn it. God. And then she didn't even get a drop to come out. Oh my God. It gets on my nerves when I'm at work and there's a fuck there's a, okay. We have occupied signs on the door at work when you lock the door and people will come up and it's just because they don't even pay attention, but they'll turn the knob. Yeah, that ball. I'm like, it's just. So, I'm like, seriously, it says occupied, but it gets in my head. If they fucking knocked on the door, I'd be like, dude, seriously, come on. I'm telling you, anytime like if that happens, I I turn into Anne Frank in the fucking uh, in the attic, and the Nazis are coming. <laughs> I hear that fucking rattle on the door, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! And then I just kind of like freeze up. Oh my god, I went to go shit at Best Buy, uh, Big Lots last night, and it, <laughs> seriously, that bathroom was the grossest I had ever seen it. One ba- one toilet looked like somebody had fucking eaten like six pounds of Taco Bell and just vomited like crazy. Nice. And the other stall didn't have a lock on the door. So I'm already like, Oh, that's the worst. Cause then you are on edge. I know. (laughs) Now I felt a little confident when I went in because the, they have those light, the light, the motion sensing light, sensing lights in there. So I went in and they turned on. I was like, okay, nobody's been in here a while. I probably, that means probably nobody will come in. Of course, as soon as I sit down, Two kids come in, and I, so, I started coughing and stuff. I was in the stall with the broken because I wasn't going to fit on vomit toilet. Sit on vomit toilet. Now, I thought one of the kids just busted the biggest fart, and I almost started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up being like he—he he was just really good at making fart noises because he just—he was in there pissing, but he just started going like. And at first, I thought it was just a giant fart, like maybe his dad was in there, and I almost busted out laughing. And that, I do she that almost came out there like a fucking Incredible Hulk. God damn it, you fucking kids! <laughs> oh, but anyway, the um, shut up with your pants down around your ankles. So these these terrorists in the film. Now I didn't understand exactly. They they don't. I don't remember if they went into what their reason was at first. They they talk about it later why they're doing what they're doing. They're Arabs. Well, yeah, but that's just what they do, I guess. But the, um, yeah, so they all they all do. Uh, when you're Muslim, you're forced to fly <laughs> to the United States and uh, force and order the release of you know certain political prisoners. So yeah. that's the plan. They're going to go kidnap the president's daughter. I don't know how the fuck they know it's where like she's going to be. Nine eleven was like shitty in comparison to this. <laughs> this is a hell of a plan. A, a hell of a plan. We we load dudes in a fucking uh, Ford Aerostar. <laughs> drive down to Rodeo Drive in Hollywood and wait for the president's daughter to go in a shitty dress store that was no way on Rodeo Drive. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> probably my it's favorite part of the movie. Is when, <laughs> what's that? 
of them. They, uh, my, funny. Probably my favorite part of the movie was when, when they go to kidnap her and they start shooting everybody in the dress store. I fucking busted out when those two ladies come out of the dressing room. The first one gets shot right in the belly button. When like they have a squib, she's got this weird skirt on. It's just a bra and a skirt, but the skirt has this huge waist on it so they could hide the squib. <laughs> under her belly well, they shoot her in the gut and then another woman comes out and they shoot her and she just kind of like falls limp on this pile of bodies oh my god I fucking just roll <laughs> it was her really dumb looking. was your pleasure yes it looked bad um so now they have a little car chase after and keep in mind Frank Stallone's still not really even a part of this movie there's another dude played by uh, Joe Davis now, Joe Davis has the most boring name on earth, and if you look at his IMDb picture, one of the most boring faces on earth as far as movies go. Um, but this dude is just, you know, Mr. Generic FBI agent, and it's really his job at first. And he really doesn't get much of a chance to talk. It's really more Cameron Mitchell <laughs> yelling at him and shit. Um, but there's a car chase afterwards, and there's a dude, one of the one of the terrorist dudes is standing up through the roof of the van. And it was so obvious at this point that they had sped up the car chase. This van's probably driving 20. And <laughs> they've sped it up because he's moving. He's like turning, like shooting a machine gun out of the roof. And he looks like he's moving at like double speed. <laughs> it's so bad looking. Oh, well, you know, that, right? it's what was the other movie? We watched one recently again. Or it was the one with Jim Brown and uh, Fred the Hammer where they would just show him driving in the fucking car. Oh, they, yeah, and, they, it, and it's like they just kind of like They linger forget. on the limo in this forever. <laughs> yeah, they just linger on it. I'm like, okay, you're just showing a car driving down the fucking car. <laughs> you know, and I mean, it might have only went on for like maybe two minutes, but it's like, Jesus Christ. That was, that was a little, a little, a little bit too much lingering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, yeah, wasn't it lingering, Mary? They pad the time by a minute or so. Yeah. Um, the, uh, we got to get this to an hour and a half. <laughs> they didn't even get Somehow. there. Even with the credits, it's only an hour 26. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know how we said Batman was too long? <laughs> this is probably too long. long. <laughs> <laughs> it probably could have been 45 and been fine. Um, so... Starring least, Bob Golick. Yeah. Mike, I'm sorry. Um, one of the Golicks. Like, what was that show they were on where he was the teacher? Oh, fucking Saved by the Bell. Saved but, by the Bell. Yeah, college years. His um, acting was about on the level of uh, Stallone. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot to mention what I've been watching. The reason, Another reason I didn't watch a lot of movies this week is because I've been watching fucking Fringe and Doctor Who like crazy this week. But... Um, the chick, one of the chicks from Saved by the Bell, the college years, was in an episode of Fringe, and man, her tits got huge. I don't know where those things. Is it came Jesse from. from Showgirls? No, no, she was not in that show. Um, only, uh, only Mark Paul Gosseler. Actually, what's her face came on it eventually, and uh, Mark Paul Gosseler and Mario Lopez were the first. They they were the only two. I can't remember. I don't know if Screech was there. I don't know. But one of the chicks that was just at college was a uh, character, and she was in Fringe, and she has blonde hair and huge boobs now. So, anyway, back to uh, whatever this shit is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, some more, the, you know, they try to make a funny, uh, you know, the helicopter is trying to chase the, the after, they've, after they've kidnapped the president's daughter, and um, the helicopter is trying to follow the truck. Or, and they're fucking following a fucking pickup instead. And there's these two random blonde nude women in the back. 
Yeah, I don't know. That was just, just like, <laughs> I wonder if that, if that was supposed to be in the movie or if they were just driving down the road and they thought, oh, look at that. But I don't understand what you would get out of laying down in the back of a pickup truck. There's no reason for them to be laying nude in the back of a pickup. Hey, look, me. Um, so, you know, finally, you know, and, and like I said, Frank Stallone still really isn't a part of this movie. We saw him drinking coffee and be, doing karate, and that's about it. Um, that's coffee gave him an upset stomach. <laughs> he had diarrhea for a little while. So you need to lay down. I'll have the president later. <laughs> the uh, when the when we finally get the main meat of the story, you know, the terrorists hole up in an old bean factory, and uh, they yes, call, they also thanked they also thanked <laughs> at the, in the credits uh, some fucking uh, coffee company, which uh, that's the bean <laughs> thing. Okay, and they also thanked Pepsi Cola. Because there was one scene where the the cops are chasing these guys and they slam into a like a Pepsi truck. Oh yeah, he was like Pepsi throwing bottles. Pepsi bottles out of his car. They fall on the on the fucking cop car and the cop just reaches out, grabs two of them, and hands one to the his partner. Oh, he was pulling back in the car. <laughs> that's yeah, right, that's for no right. reason, just start drinking this pop. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Pop? What the hell is that? Um, you mean they start drinking this Coke? Um, so it was Pepsi, motherfucker. <laughs> nope, Coke. The um, I, I I did laugh after the terrorist call and they're trying to make a statement, a public statement. Now, the, the dude, the the main leader of the group, he calls a a phone number. The TV reporter that was just on TV answer, answers the, the phone sitting at and, the news desk, <laughs> and there's a phone there, and he answers the phone, and then the terrorist asks, "Hello, TV station." <laughs> And that guy, you talk about somebody that looked and sounded like John Lovitz. Oh, my God, I did. That was my next note. Newscaster makes me think of Lovitz. We've got a terrorist on the line right now. Next next at five, oysters and turkey. um, That's the ticket. (laughs) Cameron Mitchell's first great line uh, when when he, after he calls the TV station, uh, the guy's like, did we get a trace on that? Maybe we should get a super trace. And Cameron Mitchell's like, get a fucking super trace and throws the phone. <laughs> he was very talking about sweary words. Oh my God. He, I don't know. And now I think that Cameron Mitchell, to me, he knew what he was supposed to be doing. Either that or he was drunk because he was fucking funny and he was just <laughs> yeah. being absurd. Oh my God. He was the whole movie. I put a little clip on our, on our Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash silver and gold uh, of them, of him and Frank arguing in the bean factory later. Uh, and, well, that, uh, you know, they had that weird arguing kind of a thing where these military guys have this weird thing. It'd be like if we went to Horror Hound and as soon as you showed up, I'd be like, hey, fuckhead, you look <laughs> fucking like shit, dumb motherfucker. And then they'll <laughs> grin at each other. Like, it was like a thing that yeah. I guess when you're in the military, you're used to people just acting like a dick to you all the time. Yeah, yeah. So you just do it even though – I don't know if they really are meaning to be dicks to each other. They just – it's like almost like they – like a, a – a, what do you call it? Homoerotic thing. So Frank Stallone and Cameron Mitchell were kind of having a thing. Now, not, there's some really fucking horrific acting in this, but what? unlike um, – not Hollywood Cop. What was the other one? The other – The one where they went to high school? No, no, the other Shervon movie we did that was with Hollywood Cop, uh, with uh, Zadar in it. 
that was the samurai cop samurai cop you know how the line delivery is in that where everybody's like you you when you like oh my god after every single line some of the people like this are in are like that in this movie but then you have like cameron mitchell's funny uh you got this dispatcher that's I, I always laughed when she would do her lines because like she was horrible. She would tell people like to proceed to the old bean factory. And then she would just like, she had these horrible fake nails and she would just start pressing two of the function keys on the top of yeah. the keyboard over and over again. <laughs> I don't know what she was doing, but then there was this she, other dude. She, she controlled the whole thing though. Cause she was like, <laughs> yep, yep. Vehicle 24 to the, to the curbside vehicle 25 to the docks vehicle and, 27 to the here and then like she would she, start she, pressing she, the function keys again yeah but um the she was very high tech the, the uh there was another dude that like comes in at one point and he's like the terrorists have blah, blah, and like his face is kind of like almost bobbing in and out of the frame and that, <laughs> yeah. there was one terrorist that looked like john ritter with like a, a big fucking like a perm <laughs> He was really mean too. He tried to rape, uh, oh, yeah. rape started, a woman. She got really screamy. Like she was kind of quiet most of the movie. Then all of a sudden, she was like freaking Kevin out. Kevin started feeling her leg. She had some hairy legs. I noticed she didn't really. Uh, she, she didn't shave above her knees all that well. You could see they had some sunlight on them, and she had some she had some stubble. Um, okay. They're gonna have a sexy scene. Mind won't shave your legs right before you film. Just saying. This um, is the end. Not that it was sexy, but they were presenting her like as sexy for a minute there because they did this slow pan from her foot up to her knees, mm-hmm. up to her thighs. Yeah. Uh, newscaster makes me think of Love It. This com- movie is completely dubbed, and it's so bad. William Smith, president, cheap office. Oh, and it wasn't a- even William Smith's voice. You talk about <laughs> dubbing. I mean, yeah, it, you know, because William Smith's got that voice. It 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 just. Uh, bad his and then, you know he was only there for probably i don't even think he was there for a couple of hours his to uh shoot this. he was there about as long as frank stallone the, yeah he uh, had nothing to do with the movie really the uh he had a really cheap office too like it had really poor like wood paneling in it like my, yeah. that was the oval office i watched um uh, the west wing it looked just like it <laughs> carbon copy carbon copy carbon copy um so my next note is, why does it take 50 minutes to get Frank Stallone? <laughs> well, they had, to, they had to convince him because, you know, the president is a good personal friend that calls him for stuff to do. So He was you know, awful. Finally, the, you know, Frank Stallone's part where he kind of just walks into the... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, and, and, uh, he had his like he just showed, he looked so stupid. I mean, he didn't look cool at all. He he had on like these stonewashed jeans, and he had his his fucking uh, jeans, the legs of him tucked into his fucking uh, Timberland boots. Yeah, he had, he didn't even have combat boots. He had Timberland boots. So they he put a big rope around his neck, like uh, this whole big thing of rope, and he never even used it. I guess that was just supposed to make him look like tactical or something. <laughs> I don't know what it did. Anyway, I'm done. You can talk about it. <laughs> Didn't make no sense. Uh, they had some squibs, or not squibs. Well, I got, it's, uh, a squib is when they, they make the the blood come out, but they had this one scene where... Well, the, the, the squibs are little explosives that yeah. make it look like something is popping on you. Be it, whether they're blood or not, they can still be... Right, but no, uh, yeah, but there was, there was a, there's one scene where... Um, Stallone supposedly shoots at this guy, and it hits this uh, like railing. And uh, but you didn't. I don't think they really had like blanks or anything. Mm-hmm. 
So you just kind of saw Stallone hold the gun and you heard a noise and then it looked like a sparkler. You know, you remember sparklers <laughs> yeah. that they had set on the on the thing. It didn't look like a pew, you know. Um and he pretty much I mean, he must have been the best of the best because when he went in there, I mean, first of all, he looked like a douche. I mean, like he'd hold <laughs> his gun. Now, if you're going into a situation where there's people in a building, I think you would hold your gun up pointing like what at what you're gonna if somebody jumped out and shoot. He was going through there with his gun pointed up in the air and well, he shot this. How about the fucking cop in the next movie that has the rifle that's like eight feet long while he's he's yeah, walking through a house? Yeah, he's got like a goddamn high powered like deer rifle, sniper rifle, and he goes anyway. into a fucking house and it's got a it's got like a flash suppressor on it that's probably sixteen inches long. So the the goddamn thing is almost six feet long. You know, it's like that. Yeah, that in a house with narrow hallways. Yeah, that's practical. Anyway, back to this. But but Stallone, he fucking he goes through those guys pretty pretty easily. I mean, you know, it's like they only had about four people in there, and he's like, "Hey, uh, what the hell is it?" No, I almost said Zadar, um, <laughs> the one, the bad guy. What was his name? I don't remember. His name was Abbas. Abbas Ab. Uh, Abbas, Abbas. Played by Manir Kachi. Yes, Abbas. Okay. Yeah. Abbas, you know, because they had been friends. Oh, he looks like shit. But then there was kind of a misunderstanding. Yeah, I don't know what that was about and, either. Uh, and he's like, Abbas, uh, Abbas, I've killed all your friends. Uh, I've killed everybody out here. Might as well come out now. Because if you don't, I'm going to have to come in and take care. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Abbas, he's like, he's not going to. And I'm telling you what, those cops were trigger happy, weren't they? <laughs> Oh my God! As soon as fucking uh, spoiler alert. Sorry, the uh, I won't say what happens. I don't care but care about spoiling this fucking turd. Well, they yeah, we'll just say a dude flies out of a window and, and he's not the, armed. The, he's not armed, and the cops empty the, every single cop behind the car doors empty their clips into this dude. A hundred of them. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. He should have stayed over there and not come over and mess with my life. <sighs> uh, now, did that? Was it this one? Didn't they kidnap? Oh, my God. Fucking Stallone shows up, and then him and Cameron Mitchell have their scene where he's like, stupid fucking gyrene. You come in here, and you, you, you know, da-da-da-da. And, and Stallone's kind of like, yeah, the president called me, and I'm here. And I've got to go in, and I'm going to try and help out. And then they get a thing, and uh, Abbas is like, um, oh, what's this fucking dumbass's name, Stallone? Oh, it was Hack Stone. Hack Stone. <laughs> He's like, listen, Hack, if you want to see your wife and children and, and child again, you will. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, hey, look, Chief, I got to leave because I got to go save my wife and kids. I, <laughs> I loved it when he was talking to his I'm wife earlier. Now. I'm a private citizen. And she, she was like, do you have to go? He's like, well, I kind of have to do it, but Hack, don't die. <laughs> Heck, don't die easy. And, um, and he, <laughs> what a jerk. Fucking Cameron Mitchell gives him a pep talk because uh, he's like, look, Captain, I'm a private citizen. I don't have to do this. And he's like, yeah. It's the responsibility citizens. of private citizens to uphold the law or some shit? I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah, he gives him this big speech. And then as soon as it's done, he's like, thanks, Captain. You know, whatever. it was just fucking awful. I mean, it was stupid. <laughs> the line delivery was horrible. Uh, I don't know. It just this. We we've talked about this way too much. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. not good. It, it was no. It, it wasn't. Uh, there was it's, funny parts. It's fun yeah. to talk about, but goddamn, it was kind of boring. 
it started out at the beginning. I was ready to fucking slit your throat. <laughs> and when Cameron Mitchell came on, I started laughing. And then it kind of got it had it did have some so bad it's good funny shit in it. So yeah. I guess it was worth watching, but, but not and enough. It, it's not a samurai cop. There's elements of samurai cop, but then there's elements of just <laughs> so. Still, um, I mean, you know, he just. He, Oh, no. You know, but I've seen him in stuff like like he was in Tombstone and mm-hmm. he had a small part in there. But I mean, you know, where Kurt Russell comes in the thing and slaps the shit out of him or whatever. <laughs> um, or no, that was Billy Bobby slapped the shit out of. Him. But no, no, no. Frank Stallone was the guy in Tombstone that was playing cards with Doc Holliday at the beginning and Doc Holliday stabs him. But still, he, was, he wasn't bad. And I've seen him in, in, in Barfly. He wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, but this might have been, like, one of the first things he was in. I don't know, you know, but, I mean, he's Frank Stallone. He can sing. <laughs> he can sing. Um, I, give the, I give this movie and Hackstone a 4.25. Not quite. Not <laughs> quite. It's, it's, it, it brought it up until the last, like, I don't know. For the first half of it, it was about a two. Um, but the, the, it got a little stupid and Cameron Mitchell yelling a lot and brought it up. So it's a little less than average ultimately. I give it a f- 3.75. <laughs> I could give it a four. I started to, and I, I wanted like, to give it back to the gentleman about halfway through you know what? This isn't like one of his first movies. This is like in the middle. Hey, this is 1989. Well, I mean, he'd already, I- he'd already been in like fucking Rocky three. They couldn't afford him. That's why he was only in the movie for like 20 minutes. <laughs> Couldn't afford him. <laughs> Couldn't afford Frank Stallone. He was in Barfly a couple years before that, but I mean, his part wasn't huge in that either. Mm. You know, he was just a bartender that fought Mickey Rourke all the time. Yeah. I gotta go to bed. Fuck this movie. Let's go on to the next one. Fuck this movie. Let's take a break, and uh, we'll come back and do <laughs> Death Ring. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Shosho at shosho.podomatic.com or search Shosho, all one word, in the iTunes store. If you can't shake my brother, if you can't shake my sister, if you can't shake my brother, come and shake away to me.
<laughs> All right. We are back from break. Uh, I caught that one. The uh, next film of the day is Death Ring from 1992, um, starring Mike Norris. That is Chuck Norris Jr. Uh, Chad McQueen. That is Steve McQueen Jr. And uh, Billy Drago, who has the fucking grossest teeth. Jim Michael Vincent Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Don Swayze, the other brother, again, um, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Branscombe Richmond. He's not really a star, but he's going to be getting mentioned, so we'll, we'll bring him up, too. Um, X Green Beret, this is two X Green Berets in a row. X Green Beret, Matt Collins, is kidnapped along with his fiance Lauren Sadler, by crazed hunter extraordinaire Danton Vax. <laughs> <laughs> and he does say Danton. He does not say Danton. He says Danton. Every year, you know it's weird? His name's Danton, just like fucking the other movie that this is like. Uh, like uh, the moon we just brought up in the other other Mike review. Yeah. Like Mike Danton. Um, every year he holds a contest where people can purchase the right to hunt down and kill a human being. Hmm, sounds familiar. Uh, this time, Collins is to be the hunted. God damn, this fucking... Uh, this is the whole movie. Never mind. That's fucking it. It's yeah. It's fucking most dangerous game. It's fucking uh, the Van Damme movie all over again. Except this time it's Bible Thumper Mike Norris instead of JCVD. Is he a Bible Thumper too? Oh my god! Look up his IMDb. He's he's produced some fucking like Christian videos and shit. So nice, nice. He's probably a he's big, a believer. He's probably a big as big an asshole as his dad. No, that, that might be hard to do. Um, this is directed by R.J. Kaiser. Kaiser! Um, known for Inception and Dark Knight Rises. Uh, oh, he works in the sound department a lot, so. Let's see what else he's acted, uh, directed. So, anyway, Zom. Oh, he's only, he's directed <laughs> Godzilla 1985, The Legend is Reborn, the U.S. footage, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Wow. And, uh, and this. So, anyway, Zom, what did you think of Death Ring? Oh, what? No. There you go. There's Zom's review. <laughs> okay. no. um, now, this one, I guess, it, I mean, it's better in different ways. I mean, I, I, I hate to say it's better production values because the other one was so fucking bad that, you know, <laughs> I could pick up my, my phone right now and make one with better production yes, yes. values. Um, now, but, now, at one time, uh, I remember, you know, when Chuck was a was pretty big mm-hmm. uh, that Mike Norris made um, I can't remember what that movie I saw it in the theater because this was back when uh, maybe like high school or something like that we'd go to the mall all the time and go fucking watch anything that was new that came out and we watched some shit <laughs> and uh, there was a Mike Norris movie and we were like fuck that's man this is Chuck Norris' son and that was when we were really big into uh, karate movies like we'd be like Anything that had Chuck Norris, anything, you know, it was like that. And he played, it was like one of those deals where he had to go rescue, it was, was kind of like an Iron Eagle, mm-hmm. where he had to go rescue his dad, who was a military, young, I don't know if it's Young Warriors or what it was. But anyway, um, survival games, that's, that sounds like exactly like this fucking movie. <laughs> it probably is. And it's probably the same, he probably just made the same thing over and over. But we were like, you know, Chuck Norris's son, yeah, it'd probably be good. But you know, the thing is, okay, and Chuck Norris was like world-class karate kickboxer guy and everything, and he's got those signature moves and the fight choreography in his movies. Say what you want about the fucking 
goddamn Bible beater. His 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 martial arts are always really good. They're really yeah, crisp yeah. and look look good. Now, well, now Chuck Norris was he he was a product of a lifetime dedicated to what he did. Right. You know, you got Bruce Lee. Now I'm not going to, I don't want to take anything away from Brandon Lee, but Brandon Lee obviously had some good genes going into him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> genes obviously did not carry over the karate skills to. His yeah. Son, he, he, I imagine that he must know some stuff, but I mean, well, but he just watched know, some of his dad's movies and then thought he knew the stuff. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> when you watch him do his, when you watch him do his karate, that's the kind of what you get out of it. Yeah. It's like, he's the Greg Ganya. Uh, he's the greg ganya of of karate movies and fucking looks like anthony edwards (laughs) exactly Uh, (laughs) um i think anthony edwards is actually more of a badass than mike norris oh man i hate him (laughs) (laughs) or no is that anthony edwards he was in er he was yes yes he was the blonde uh, guy in revenge of the nerd i'm thinking of uh fucking what's his name that was in um St. Elmo's Fire, what the Andrew, or oh God, the Pretty in Pink guy who played Blaine. Andrew McCarthy? Yes, it always rubbed his eyes and smoked cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so I took some notes on this. <laughs> Yay! Um, okay, now right at the beginning, you that's have actually, a. Uh, that's actually my first note. Anthony Edward looks tougher than this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> they just yeah they just kind of uh, uh not nerdish not uh geekish I, I don't know how to put it just kind of milk toast <laughs> he just looks uh, like a dude like he's Ralph not cut richie cunningham he's not a cut he doesn't have the uh the chest uh, hair groomer obviously that nick nick cage did yeah yeah. Well, and, and you know Chuck Norris is pretty hairy. I mean, he was really hairy. But he was he was uniformly hairy. Like like Mike Norris was a little patchy. Yeah, he just he's a mongrel. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, at the very beginning, I think what you had here was okay. Chuck is Mike Norris's dad, and Chuck was making probably a, quite a bit of money. Uh, making these, you know, karate movies and stuff like that at the time, and then he'd have those stupid st- stretch crotch jeans that he was selling. <laughs> I wonder if Chuck. I wonder if Chuck thinks Bruce Bruce Lee is in hell because he was a Buddhist. Oh, definitely. That's why. You know, yeah, <laughs> his good friend Bruce is burning in hell friend. because he was Buddhist. Yeah. Well, you know, um, but I, I think that you know, of course, he's you know, Mike Norris probably got a couple bucks and said, "Hey, Dad, you know, make this movie." Blah 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 blah. And um, so they were like, "Okay, you know, Mike, you're a pretty good athlete." And he's probably he he looks like a guy that like my sister went out with in high school or something that would be you know like he was on the baseball team. He looks and, like a white wide wide receiver. Yeah, make, make good <laughs> grades and shit like that. Was kind of a preppy, um, like and, Don uh, Beebe. <laughs> She didn't watch football anyway. Um, uh, well, I stop, my football knowledge stops with Tecmo Super Bowl. So. Stops at Don Beebe. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, um, you know, it, it's like, okay, um, how, what can we do to make a move? So we'll show um, he's like a weekend warrior kind of guy. And he probably like, right. Chuck was probably like, you know, well, you like riding that mountain bike. You really you ride that mountain bike all the time. <laughs> so they're like, you know what we'll do? 
And he must be in pretty good shape because, I mean, you could tell he was doing the stuff at the beginning. Yeah, they yeah. had a montage because they're in a, he's in a contest, <laughs> and that sets up the movie. Like an Iron Man competition, like yeah. a triathlon. And he's, like a riding, triathlon. A, he's riding a, a, a mountain bike, and then he um, jumps off that, and he has to go climb this rope thing up the side of this hill and, and then rappel down the other side, then pick up a thing of sandbags and run with them and everything. And I never understood because they're talking about how long this race is, like Iron Man uh. – it's kind of a deal. Yeah. And he gets to where there's water and he takes one cup of water, puts it in his mouth and spits it out, spits the whole thing out and then throws the other part in his face. And it's like, well, you know, that's not going to hydrate you. Do you think it's going <laughs> to absorb into your body if you don't drink it? So anyway, um, you had that in the, the Mike Norris, I'm in shape uh, montage, but he doesn't <laughs> look like an athlete. No. At all. Not at all. Okay. Then you have Chad McQueen who from the only experiences I have with him or the other movie we reviewed where he looked like shit. <laughs> he looked and a little every, better in this one, yeah. even though he still wore the, like the not quite tank top, like the, sh- yeah. the t-shirt with the armpits he, and the sleeves cut off. He of definitely it. covered up his gut, um, yeah. because he wore like a baggy shirt with the sleeves cut off, which he did in the other one too. But, um, he kind of had, he, he had a, um, speaking of bar fly, he kind of looked like, uh, what's Mickey this? Rourke. He kind of looked like he had a Mickey Rourke thing going on. I think I think when he acts, he like his facial mannerisms and stuff. Definitely, he kind of squints his eyes, which is a lot probably just from smoking. Which I th- also thought about this too. Okay, here's this guy that his dad fucking died of cancer, who <laughs> was a chain smoker. So what's uh, Chad McQueen do? Yeah, fuck, I think I'll have I'm some smoking cigs. every fucking movie I'm in. <laughs> yeah, but he definitely he definitely when I was watching it, I I picked up on the uh, kind of Mickey Rourke's. Uh, way he hand carries himself mm-hmm. the hair and everything and and you know he's got a look um you know he's a b-movie guy because he's not real big and he's not really well built or anything i figure he's like uh if mike norris because his dad was chuck uh even though he doesn't look like an athlete he's athletic i mean like i said he's he's doing all this stuff mm-hmm. i don't figure chad mcqueen he probably rode around on motorcycles dune buggies and uh Spend, and spending dad's money <laughs> Laid on a couch. Been in dad's bullet and money. Drink and whatever and smoke. Yeah. Um, let's see. Now, this movie, uh, it's, it did say at the beginning it was uh, him and another guy, but it's, uh, the story was by Mike Norris and some other dude. So, I mean, they saw, you know, Most Dangerous Game, I guess. And then so they saw Hard Target a year before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, I kind of look like Van Damme. And he's, flex- he's flexing in the mirror and sucking his gut in. <laughs> He couldn't suck it in that fucking far. Um, Now, Mike Norris has to be jealous of Chad McQueen's hair because Mike Norris's hair is definitely heading south. It's Uh, it's slicked back on the sides and trying to spike it in the front, but he's got He's young, man. He's getting the widow's peak. Yeah, he's got the widow's peak. Whereas McQueen has this big tuft of hair. He should have learned from Dad. And Billy Drago had some, even though Billy Drago's a fucking ugly motherfucker. Oh my God, he had the Paula Poundstone hair in this Yes, Paula Poundstone hair, and he did, he looked like um, if Jan Michael Vincent had a kid with Paula Poundstone, wait, that, wait, he's ugly man. He looked like he, he had the Paula Poundstone outfit too because he had the fucking slacks, like the pleated too. slacks pulled up above his belly button and the tucked in like blousey silk shirt with the. Did you uh, notice him doing the the prayer hands all the time? Oh, because he was because he was he, all Eastern philosophical. Yes, yeah, he was. <laughs> he had that Eastern philosophy one. So basically, what you got is it's almost like a a. Um, a setup of, um, like I said, we you know said um, uh, the most dangerous game, but also the one thing I got out of it was uh, like um, 
uh, Enter the Dragon, and Billy Drago was like the uh, Han character. He's the uh, the evil mastermind of this of this game. Yep, yep. He brings these people to, or, or even uh, what's the one? Uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> 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 and he brings he brings uh these guy these people to his island which is only 150 miles off of uh because yeah whatever the, they said a couple times now the uh i had to th- I, it made me think of chuck norris the way he is now when mike norris gives a, some, a line something like you can be the biggest lamest wimpiest geek but as long as you got money that's all that matters <laughs> All that matters, yeah. And I was like, man, that's probably his dad tell, talking there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on now. Uh, let's see. Um, eh, they shed a bar scene. Uh, what? Well, Jesus Christ. Okay. Fucking Chad McQueen's name is Sky Lord. <laughs> Sky Lord. <laughs> and Dan Ton. What is the weird? What's the way with the way they pronounce the names? Yeah, and and, and the thing is, like. Dan, it, Dan Ton is trying to be Lance Hendrickson big time from Hard yeah, Target, and yeah. he is not even close. Especially, his, God, his teeth are gross. You know, he stank. Like he just, he just looks like an old rotted. He he. If him and Steve Buscemi <laughs> had gay sex, it would be it would be so gross that it would be like fucking. Uh, it sounds like, like two pieces of sandpaper rubbing together and <laughs> like rotten rotten flesh. They're just like rotten sacks of <laughs> shit. <magnets. laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, but now he does eventually start calling uh, dried up lesbian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, Norris eventually starts calling um, Chad McQueen Sky, but for a good part of the time, he kept calling him Sky Lord. He'd be like, "Hey, Sky Lord, what's going on?" And Sky Lord's going to go in and go to sleep. You know. Now I will say this: I was pleasantly surprised because at first when um, Matt Collins, who is Mike Norris, um, he after he goes through his competition and he stinks. Well, that's another thing in the other one with Frank Stallone. He'd always look at his wife and he, she'd be like, "Don't you need to take a shower?" And he'd be like, "That bad." Huh? <laughs> uh, so anyway, they put uh, Sky Lord to bed after he. Sh- they show some karate skills in the um, in the bar too after the uh, after the big win competition win. Mm-hmm, I guess it, this yeah. is the only job that. That Matt has, he came back from the Nam, and he can't. And, and I, to me, it seems like he can't. He's not even trying to get. He a came job. back from Nam, but fucking Nam ended like seventeen yeah, years before this. Yeah. So yeah, he's a little bit too young <laughs> to have been in the Nam. So I think he's just probably him and Skylord are probably just making this shit up to get chicks. <laughs> and the chick that he gets is the worst. Yeah. She well, got fucking mom jeans. She's terrible. When, it was, she had on this bikini. They, she was in the in the swimming pool, and uh, and I was like, God damn, what, what an awful bikini! Because it had this big big mom butt. Uh, <laughs> she had a big mom butt. And then when she gets out and she's sitting there, she kind of has a she has some jelly rolls. But I will say this: she took her top off and she had some pretty nice tits. <laughs> Wait, I'm, did I miss that? Yeah, you I must have. Tits. Because um, she. Um, they were out there, and yeah, she or was that Stallone? I think that was somebody else. That was that was no, that was fucking. Uh, uh, what was? Uh, I'm pretty sure she Mc- took her fucking top off and no, showed her. T- what, what was McQueen's name in the movie? Sky- oh, he, you know, he was Sky Lord. Yeah, so Sky Lord, when he went home, that chick with the fake titties was waiting for him. She's like, yeah, she was waiting for him and everything. I paid sixty nine ninety five for this outfit. <laughs> 
Yeah, that now she she looked like like she was like a low budget penthouse <laughs> yeah yeah uh, woman or something like that. But I'm telling you, what's her name? Okay, they're in the pool. I've got my iPad right here. They they <laughs> they get out of the pool, and she, yes, right there she takes her fucking. Oh, she, she, I totally missed that. This is it. Uh, I will tell you. Let me let me make sure. Man, he looks like a fucking douche. Take a take a screenshot. Post it on the group. Okay, right there it is. She's taking her top pause off, it, and that is at eleven fifty-seven. Take a screenshot okay. and post it on the group. I will eventually, but let's let's fucking you got to go to sleep. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, let me get back to my notes. Okay, so they they go and they celebrate at this bar, and of course Norris has to show some of his martial arts skills again uh, because a bully comes up and just like, hey, get out of the way, I'm gonna fuck your woman or something like that. He's like, hey, that's my girlfriend. Goes, hey, fuck you. So, which was stupid. He puts a finger lock on him or something. Uh, now, like I said, she has nice tits, which I just proved to myself, and I'll prove to you guys here in just a little bit. Um, but she had an ugly bikini. Oh. I didn't understand the part where he left that note at the beginning. Or uh, he left a note after they had made love, and him and Skylord went to the batting cage, and he just left a note for her that just said sorry on it. Did, was he leaving her? No, did they? No, they had gotten in an argument the night before. He had said something asshole to her about the fact that like she made more he money makes than more him. Money, yeah, but and now he, and he did it again late. Like, yeah, because they had gotten in an argument at the pool, and she's like, "Excuse me," and she walks off. Yeah, and then they fuck right after that uh, in the <laughs> house. Um, now that this was a, a, a total cliche thing that I always bring up about movies, and this is a low budget movie, but it has, still has the same thing. They can't drive just a regular car. She has a vintage Mustang. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many vintage Mustangs are there out there? I don't know, but they must fucking Hollywood must have them all sewed up. Well, I had a uh, friend that drove one in high school about this time, so maybe yeah. they're, maybe they were easier to get in the early nineties. Uh, now somebody. I can't remember who asked this. I think it was when they were at the bat at Danton Fox's <laughs> uh, his his chalet or whatever, and he has this big meal set up. And he asked everybody if they're vegetarians, and they all just smirk like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I thought of you when that happened. <laughs> I did too. The bad guys. Um, Danton. I thought of you. Thought, I, I thought of you thinking of me. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Now, not only do we have Skylord, we also have Iceman and Apache. <laughs> the American Gladiators right here. Yes, yes. And uh, they, the guy, they're going around the table, you know, kind of giving their specs or whatever, or what their specialties are, the bad guys. And then one guy's like, Iceman, I'm a trained this and that, blah, 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 blah. And then they go to another guy. Well, then they get to this one guy, and he looks like a, a, a Native American, and he's like, Apache. And they don't say anything. They're like, is that it? And he goes, that's all you need to know. Or so, isn't that enough? Which was stupid. <laughs> yeah, he's um, an Apache. That's it? That's enough. Now, when... Um, God damn it, Mary. You fucker. Um, <laughs> I always love when I've, I get ready to fucking move the mouse and she puts her... She wants me to pet her, so she puts her nose under my arm and literally moves my hand off the mouse. <laughs> uh, Brant's comb. Now, God damn it, man. I'm telling you what. Talk about getting hung with a fucking name. He looks like a fucking Native American. He is. And, he is. Yeah. But his name is Branscombe. 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 He was uh, in, wasn't he in Renegade with Lamas? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, so, you know, yeah, he fucking goes out like a bitch in this movie. <laughs> yeah, but what's funny is when he does and Drago is just fucking kicking him to death, 
they have the worst sound effects because it just sounds like somebody hitting a punching bag. Uh, oh, and I will say something, two things uh, uh, that I just remembered when I, about sound effects. One, from Expendables 2 and Lawless. When you have brass knuckles on and you hit somebody in the head, it does not go ting. <laughs> it only goes ting if you hit something metal. If you hit something, somebody in the body or in the face with a pair of brass knuckles, it does not make a ping sound like a ball-peen hammer hitting a, an anvil. Number two about Lawless. Car tires do not squeal on fucking dirt. Just, <laughs> that happens in a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, <laughs> the weapons that they, they give these guys. Uh, oh, my um, God. They're so bad. They, they are. You know, at least in like the most dangerous game and something, you know, or hard target or the one with uh, ice. Well, the dudes bring their own weapons. This one's got like a battle royale moment where the dudes have these random pool balls and they hold up. I've got four. And then the fucking, and of course, every person's random choice ends up being some racist comment. Like the fucking Indian dude gets a spear. And, and then Danton even says, how very fitting. Like, here's your spear, Mr. Indian. And then they gives the fucking ninja stars to the Asian guy. He fucking gives the, uh, the Mexican dude what looks like something he could cut bushes with. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and, as a Gurkha knife. Uh, and and two, then, um, the two of those dudes that are supposed to be all badass, they look like fucking nerds. Like the, just, the Asian they, dude and the old dude just look like old skinny old farts. And they all look like they, uh, the majority of the people in this movie look like they, the, like the, the uh, costume design for the movie was just wear your own clothes. <laughs> and the clothes look like, you know, maybe like the Gap or something. Um, yeah, that older guy that the he has a garrote, which is just like the two sticks of wood with a piano oh, yeah. wires. He's like Choke a fit, perfect fit. I think I would want something better than that. Well, shit, that'd be like you know what? Yeah, I want a fucking wire to choke somebody. I want a fucking. Yeah. I need a gun, bitch. <laughs> and there were several times like when Apache threw his spear at Mike Norris, it would always hit like a tree right beside of him, and then he wouldn't. Well, pick then it up. instead of grabbing the goddamn thing. And using it against Apache, he just takes off running. And same thing with the Ninja Stars. The guy threw them, and they would always hit a tree right beside of him. And he wouldn't grab them or to get them. He would just run. Um, and I thought it was funny right before they went out. Like, they took Norris out in the, in, in the woods or whatever and just dropped him off. And he's supposed to be this uh, Green Beret Special Forces guy or whatever. And he just looks like a guy from high school walking through the woods in his <laughs> gap clothes. Uh, and he stops and like they thought I guess they thought it would be Rambo-ish if he just stopped and just got some dirt and rubbed it on his face <laughs> and that, that, it didn't even last I mean it was on there for like two seconds and then he just looked like he just didn't hardly have anything on there um, the one guy the, the Iceman he was working out on like the Bowflex before he went out to, to hunt <laughs> yeah you have the Apache isn't standing in front of a fire and, and like <laughs> doing these like racist like woo like Indian noises and then uh, uh, then uh, you uh, you got the you got the Asian dude working out. I mean the Mexican dude working out. Then you have uh the Asian guy, he's meditating and then the white dude walks in and he's like impresses the Asian dude with his knowledge of eastern philosophy. Yes. Yes. Uh, now there were some classic lines in this, one of them being uh, cuz all the all the hunters have like a com link to um not brand scum. Danton. Danton. They all have a comm link to him, and he has this very high-tech uh, 
control board where he has f- like there's four hunters and he, they have four buttons, <laughs> four buttons and a big microphone. Yeah, where he just sits and like it's really gross when he fucking makes out with that Asian chick that hangs out with him. Cause yeah, because like, you know Billy Dra- I don't know what Billy Drago's sexual persuasion was, but the t- the times where he was like supposedly make gonna make love, it, it looked like he was not. Into it, it all. It looked, like, yeah, yeah. It looked it like he had like, to fucking like somebody's like found like a fucking like hairy hot dog in the back of the refrigerator. Like, dude, I dare you to kiss this. And you like. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Matt Collins, as he's dispatching of the of the bad guys, um, uh, he has these one-liners where he calls back. <laughs> His one-liners are awful. Mister Chin is Mister Dead. <laughs> That was a good. That was a good one. I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like to think of Chuck working. Chuck Norris working on this script too. Maybe that was one of his lines. Um, yeah, he probably is like, "Hey, throw this in. It'll be really cool. I'll give you some pointers from my movies." I look up who Cindy was. Um, Cindy is the one that just out of the blue. Sky Lord goes back to his apartment. Look for his buddy who's been kidnapped, and he and he goes back to his um his uh, his pad, Sands. and there's this chick that's ne- you've never seen before. She has she's never been in the goddamn movie at all, and she looks like a porn actress just standing there with her tits out in this lingerie, and she had a pretty nice fucking body. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. And she's like all over Skylord. I guess they they had a date. She considered that a date, where he would just come home and she at would three just, in the morning, and she'd give up the puss and they'd fall asleep. He turns her down. I thought, you know, I thought for sure. I, if, at first, I thought he was going to fuck her, and I was like, I was going to put down. Yeah, he's so concerned about his his pal being uh, fucking kidnapped. <laughs> give a shit. I would. I. I. I'll be honest with you. If you got kidnapped and I came home and that chick was there like that, you might take the extra twenty minutes. <laughs> You're like, eh, what's twenty minutes? What would I do with the other thirteen? <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta slowly take clothes off, and you have to wash your dick afterwards. So <laughs> you wash your dick. So when you get up and pee, it doesn't fucking shot like a goddamn chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The floor. Uh, let's see. Um, b- 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 Cindy lingerie tits just. Shows up. Okay, let's see. I'm back in my... Uh, <laughs> and when I put that down, I said, uh, Cindy lingerie tits just shows up. <laughs> Skyward turns down the, uh, the puss. Uh, she spent $69 <laughs> on this lingerie. And then I put down below it. Bros before her. <laughs> <laughs> now, right in the middle of the movie, for no fucking reason whatsoever, we have a satanic element thrown in. That was really odd. I don't even know what that was. I thought they were going to say that Danton's group were satanic, but they uh, they didn't seem to have anything to do with Danton's group. Yeah. Yes, well, the one guy worked worked for him. He strayed from the satanic cult. The real ugly guy in the tank top. Yeah, but what does that have anything to do with anything? But anyway, they just <laughs> had some satanism in there. Um, and McQueen. All he knows is he got hit over the head and he saw this little tattoo. So he's he goes to this random tattoo uh, parlor, which there's you know probably who knows how many, but he just goes to one and he's like, "I'd like to get a tattoo, another tattoo, maybe like two triangles on top of each other, or something." And the guy shows him the thing, and 
then he beats the shit out of the guy, you know, just to be a dick. <laughs> but he goes to the place because the guy says, uh, would you even have to look it up in the phone book? All it had on the back of the picture was the name Chavez. And he picks up the phone book like he's going to go right there and it's going to say, Chavez. Yeah, Southern, they're in Southern California, and he thinks he can look in the phone book to find There's Chavez. A thousand of them in there. So he ends up getting the lead um, uh, for what the hell is that fucker's name? Lem Lem some, not Lemuel. The head of the Satanists in the movie. Yeah, oh, his know. name was. Oh, I wrote it down on the second page here. Jessup. 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 Okay. So he, he gets a lead on this guy, Jessup. Oh, Jessup will know where Chavez is. So he goes to this place, which is like this occult place that sells like roots and things for potions. And he walks in with his sawed off shotgun. And all, you know, he just went to this place of business. And as soon as this, this woman's behind the counter and she's like, well, I don't know where Jessup is, you know, da, da, da. this guy just walks out from the back storeroom and McQueen just starts shooting at him. For <laughs> reason. Okay, well, then he gets, you know, clunked over the head and, and then he meets Jessup. Um, now, this was funny because we just mentioned this in, I don't know if it was the last show we did or what. Uh, where we said, okay, the movies these days, if it's an action movie, they have to be Black Ops, Green Beret, or Navy SEAL. And another thing that we noticed all the time was somebody being the one. Yeah. And uh, Danton, somebody tells him that uh, Matt Collins is the one, as which I guess what they meant by that was uh, that – out, out of all these people that they've hunted and killed and killed and killed, he's the one that they're you know is going to bring him down or going to they're going to get away or whatever. Um, another one line from uh, Matt Collins to Danton is uh, the Iceman has melted. That was a little uh, better than the chin. Mister Chin is Mister Dead. Yeah, Mister Chin is Mister Dead. Now uh, Don Swayze was in a cave for two months and did not even have a beard. Okay, now, if I didn't shave for two months, I mean, you know, I usually have some, at least some facial hair. He does have he's some just, he's, got, he's got the Swayze five o'clock shadow, just like always. He he looks like Patrick Swayze, except if you make a copy off a copy off a coffee, a coffee <laughs> off a, they just get worse and worse and worse. Like there's something wrong, something's not right. The, the, the Xerox is not properly calibrated. The chromosomes are fucking. There's something just weird there. Uh, but he had been a. Um, a guy that they were hunting before too, and um, they just gave up after a while when when they couldn't they, find him on this fucking island in a cave. Right, and but he broke his leg, so he was in this cave for a couple months. Um, now, <clears throat> understand? I've seen guys in these movies that want to be gangsta, and they hold their pistols sideways. <laughs> these guys, some for some reason, were holding these AK forty. <laughs> sideways it's like you know, if you aimed you might be able to shoot somebody <laughs> um sky lord uh one of, those, one of those fucking guards like this dude's being paid to guard the house danton's house and he fucking pisses on the house yeah. like he, he doesn't just walk off in the trees <laughs> to take a leak he pisses on the house what a jerk a, yeah he didn't like danton fucking, fucking animal danton Poundstone. <laughs> uh but i guess in the 80s um I don't know. Do you how many hand grenades do you own? <laughs> uh, 
I have, a, I have the box, the wooden box in my uh, in my closet. You know, the one that packed with hay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, um, there, there's this one part where uh, Matt Collins, who is um, Mike Norris, tells Don Swayze, "If I'm not back in 15 minutes, level this place." And I, I just, I, I was like, with what? With, with your fucking stick. With a machine gun, you know? I mean, this is a big house. Level this place. That just didn't even make sense. It was stupid. Um, now, and another part, oh, fucking, yeah, this is our other brother movie, and fucking Don Swayze's in it for like goddamn 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and he's not, I mean, I don't know. He's just ugly. Uh, he's better as a heel. Um, um, there's these two girls that I thought they were twins at first, and they look like uh, the chicks from... Uh, Robert Palmer's uh, "Addicted to Love" video, uh, but but ugly. <laughs> but ugly. And uh, and Norris just bursts in, and they're standing there, and he's got his AK, and he just goes bang, and they take off running like crazy, and he just laughs to himself like, ha ha ha, I'm so funny. Uh, uh, the, if if you keep track of movies where people say you look like shit to each other, and as a term of endearment. This has it because uh, Skylord looks at Mike and goes, uh, Matt. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's always a good clip on uh, YouTube where they have movie after movie after movie where they say, you look like shit. <laughs> uh, now, there was one part where Matt goes, that they, they finally get away. Uh, now, what did you think of that Asian chick? Did you think she was pretty hot? She's, she was good looking. She had big curly hair, but kind of 90s looking. But yeah, she's... We have Cinderella Poo. Yeah, not yeah. our Cinderella poo, but the one from the movie with the big, but, but she had bigger boobs. Um, now, <laughs> she was Vietnamese because she had killed 17 GIs in Vietnam or mm-hmm. something. Like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did not know why. I, th- I, I thought that they just, they were pretty much had taken care of business. They're taking care of business, BB, and he's getting ready to get on a Skylord helicopter. I, I, I fucking loved the. The, the the siege initially on their ha- on the house is very underwhelming in a humorous kind of way. Yeah. But the fucking grenades had me rolling because that that looks really funny to me. Grenades in movies are bad because you know what? They, I mean, they'll throw them and they'll they'll land like right beside of you and blow up, but you can just keep running. I mean, so they're, they're pretty pathetic. <laughs> um, but for some reason, I think it was just for to for uh, Mike Norris to show some more of his athletic skills. He runs back in the house, and then he comes out, gets up on like the banister, jumps off, and does a somersault on the ground, and takes off running. <laughs> it's pretty just kind of gay. Um, <laughs> and then for some reason, I wrote "fuck a duck." Oh, and then I watched the uh, the credits at the end of this, and um, as I'm going down through there, uh, it says Jessup as himself, what the Satanic guy. But now I swear to God, I saw that guy. In uh, the TV show Wise Guy with Ken Wall, Jessup as it said Jessup as himself. Okay, is played by a guy called named Dennis Lip- Lipscomb who looks very it familiar. Says Jessup as Jessup. That's weird. It's Dennis Lipscomb. Why would he oh. be? What? That doesn't even make sense. He was on uh, he was on Wise Guy at one time. He was a lead and supporting actor. He's been appearing in film. Da, da, da. I wonder why. But it did say it. It didn't say in the credits. It didn't say Dennis Lipscomb as just a lot of shit TV shit. He played Jessup as himself. Oh my god, that was a Ferris Bueller TV show. Jesus Christ, I bet that was awful. Probably had Chad McQueen in it. 
Charlie Schlatter played. <laughs> it was only 13 episodes, less half of a season. Jennifer Aniston was in it. Holy shit. Yeah. I like she, her. Played, she played Jeannie. Does she have fake boobs? No, I don't think so. They've always been about the same size. And, and they're very... But you know what? The thing is, though, about her boobs, it makes me wonder if she doesn't have fake boobs and she just got a job that she didn't get like real big ones. Is she never wears a bra and they don't sag at all. And she's got to be my age. And she's always been like too, so skinny, like her ribs kind of show behind her boobs. Yeah. She got that look going on. Mm. Anyway. Whatever. So do you have anything to add to not, Death Ring? Not really, other than Drago fucking looks really awkward handling a sword, especially the second one when he tries to do that weird like Conan the Barbarian swing around with it. Yeah. It looked like he's just going to drop it. Like, he was swinging that thing pretty hard when that chick was on the table. There was <laughs> yeah. a couple I thought he almost was going to hit her. Um, and the uh, I loved how all the women in this movie all think very highly of themselves but aren't really shown that way because... You have the the fucking the Asian woman that comes in and she's all proud of herself and she's got her fucking ninja knuckles and Mike Norris just throws her out of a goddamn window, and then yeah. you have uh you know uh titty lingerie woman who fucking <laughs> 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 fucking Mickey Rourke keeps turning her down, and then uh <laughs> then um, I love I really laughed when um when uh, Mike Norris's wife uh she's like you know just do whatever you want to me and just leave him alone. And Drago's like, what? I don't, I don't give a shit about you. I'm not Caligula. <laughs> I'm not Caligula. Like Miss Mamba, like she thought she was going to be able to bargain with her body. And Drago's like, eh, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Even if I was heterosexual, I wouldn't want you mom, butt. <laughs> so that's all I really, that's all I really have. Pick him up. <laughs> oh, I wrote, pick him up. You idiots. I just had this floor cleaned. That's the part when Branscombe gets stomped to death and like he's laying in a pool of blood and the fucking idiot thugs like go to clean up his body and they, they just, just drag him. They just drag him through the blood like smearing out Just leave floor. a big trail of blood. So lazy. Blood. Anyway, we can get our scores. Oh God, we gotta score this. Yeah. Uh, what did I give the other one? A 3.75? 3.75. I would give this a four point <laughs> better, lower, less than average. Hell yeah! Oh, for this kind of movie, four point two five. That's harsh. I give this a six point two five. Harsh. I thought it was. I thought it was entertaining. It's subjective. Yeah, I mean, All for a straight to video movie from nineteen ninety two that is a rip off of already a cheesy movie in Hard Target, I thought it was pretty good. Um, uh, I give it a six point two five. Wrong with you? Apologist <laughs> of shit. Uh, whatever. You're, you're shit apologist. Oh, uh, another note if I'm I missed. A comic book apologist. You're I, a shit. Apologist. I hope mullet tank top man fondled Mike's butthole when he knocked him out. I don't know why I wrote that, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, when he when he attacked Mike Mike Norris, I was I was pissed off because Mike Norris is being all manly and stupid, and <laughs> it looks like it was in um. That Mel Gibson movie Payback. Have you ever seen that? Uh. Uh-uh. It was a well. It was a remake of uh, the one with Lee Marvin, uh, and uh, God damn it, what's that guy's name? I, he didn't play Max Headroom. I can't remember what the fuck this guy's name. He played. Uh, let's see, what's his name? Then I need I am if my computer will work here. I will bring it up. 
Uh, Greg Henry. Do you know who Greg Henry is? I do not. He sort of, Mike Norris sort of looks like this Greg Henry. Uh, oh, I know, I know, okay. I'm looking at Greg Henry. I've he's been in several him. different yeah. things. He kind of uh, looks like somebody's dad. Yeah, it, <laughs> he looks more like he looks more like Mike Norris's dad than Chuck uh, does. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, then payback. He played uh, Val. He was a real asshole. So if you haven't seen that movie, it's a good movie. Oh, um, so <laughs> let's what take a break that? and I'll, I'll go hey, clean. What that? I'll go clean my shorts and uh, we'll uh, come back and do some feedback because I gotta fucking go to bed. Uh, we will be right back. Right back. During this podcast, I've seen a lot of changing in the way you feel about me and in the way I feel about you. In here, there is only one action movie being reviewed, but I guess that's better than 20 million. I guess what I'm trying to say is if I can record and you can listen, everybody can be entertained! Yo, Adrian! Action Attraction. Your home for all things action. To find out more, visit metalmikey.lipson.com or search for Action Attraction in iTunes. Starting to get stuffed up. I'm probably getting sick again. Um, I think you need to fucking go to the damn doctor or take some vitamins or something. I can't afford the doctor. How, how can you be so sick? I work in a petri dish, dude. I work with get- I work with 150 other people in a our break room is seriously this. It would be comfortable for uh, like 20 people, maybe. Mm. It's bad. You um, get the shot. No, but I, I, I never, I never get the flu. I just get fucking the cold. I get colds all the time. <laughs> I think I ask you every week because you're sick every fucking week. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just Feedback. allergies. It, it doesn't feel like anything. It just feels like a snotty nose. Um, Some of that. Have you ever used that? I got like the, what's that shit, that neosinephrine one time because my nose was so stopped up uh, and you squirt it up in there and it's, it's like, you know, one of the balls you squirt it up in there and goddamn man, I'm telling you what, it opened up both of my nostrils in like two seconds, but it made the membranes in my nose hurt so bad oh. that I literally walked around breathing through my mouth because I could not. <laughs> it, I mean, it hurt. They well, hurt. If you tried to breathe through your nose, you're like, fuck. People, people told me to try a neti pot, and I did one of those, and I fucking poured Is that like f- skunk weed? No, it's like a it's skunky weed. It, a neti <laughs> pot is this thing you like pour basically like you pour uh, like warm saline water through and one nostril and out the other. 
Yeah, I've seen people do that, but I think that I can't stand getting water up my fucking head. Well, I did that, and the fucking water didn't move anywhere, and it burned so bad. I, my eyes started water I couldn't see. Then I fucking got a sinus infection from it. So I haven't used it since, so fuck that thing. Fuck the neti pot. If you use a neti pot and you hate killing them softly, you're stupid. Um, <laughs> let's uh, get some, uh, do some voicemail. We get, this is the one I couldn't get to play last week. Um, I think it's another celebrity call, so that's all we get. Uh, uh, so here oh, we go. Sorry. Hello, this is Jason fucking Statham. <laughs> Don't know who that fucking cunt who rang up last week was, but it wasn't fucking me, I'll tell you that much. And how do cunt. I know? Oh, no. I'm having a lot of technical difficulties with this email, Statham. I'm sorry. <sighs> what is wrong with this thing? I might have to get him to call it in again. Sorry, buddy. Let me see if I can get it to... Uh... I don't think that was Statham. Yeah, so when I, when I load this, this audio file into iTunes, it says it's 397 hours long, so there's something fucked up with it. It's just not working right. Um, sorry, Stath. Uh, he was pissed about somebody impersonating him, so yeah, we'll have to try that again. Um, all right. First voicemail. I don't know if this is a celebrity or not. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Sylvester Sloan. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, your listener, Dave, from Texas. Yeah! Uh, it is Ow. 85 degrees in December, as it always is. That's um, Sammy. Well, long-time listener, first-time caller, uh, <laughs> as that goes. Uh, hey, I just wanted to uh, say that you guys are putting a lot of miles on my car. I, uh, I see a new episode up and get in the car to go to the grocery store or something and end up driving around for two hours. It's because he's driving way up north to see us and take us, quote-unquote, fishing. First laughing my ass off, nearly driving into telephone poles. Uh, that <laughs> shit like I see a fat guy jerking off every day. Um, anyway, uh, I just wanted that? to call and, and say that the topography episode was really one of my favorite episodes of the show so far. Uh, it's just, just really great. Um, I really enjoyed the Brokeback Mountain conversation quite a bit. Uh, I watched this for the first time this week in a long time, too. When I saw y'all were covering it, um, I uh, had a long conversation with a buddy of mine who's got real, you know, similar maybe taste to me, and he's a he's a cop, real, you know, macho dude, and and uh, and everything. And but but uh, we basically had the same conversation you guys had. It's just a, a real good movie, and uh, it's with just a lot to think about in it. Um, oh, and Anne Hathaway, mm-hmm. Wowzers. Um, anyway, uh, oh yeah, and, uh, Valley Girl's just a favorite. I love it. Uh, I'm so glad Loaf enjoyed it so much. It's one of those gifts that keeps on giving. <laughs> um, and Real Genius and The Sure Thing are, are both pretty awesome, too. Uh, I still need to watch Anyway, that. I just wanted to call in and tell you how much I enjoy the show. It's it's a real high point of my week, and I appreciate it. Uh, that's it. Talk to you later. Bye. Yes. That's what we like to hear. Man, Sly does a good Texas. Sammy's uh, acting like he's from Texas. <laughs> I thought that was Sammy when I, when he first started talking. I thought he was what, ah, whatever. It does matter. It's so weird when we actually get like feedback on something we've done as opposed to somebody talking about rotten no, eggs. No, or, honestly, God, I I thought I you know of course I listened to our goddamn show. I've listened <laughs> to that show like three times, um, <laughs> and I'm falling behind on other people's shows. But <laughs> I wondered if people would like. Because our broke back fucking talk was pretty. I thought it was. I don't want to say highbrow. Maybe I do. 
but I, I, I thought, you know, we, we had, I mean, I'm, you know, we had some funny stuff because I mean, we did start out the episode with a, a fag and a queer. I told my wife uh, right off too. the bat, and I was like, oh my, oh my god, because shit just sometimes just comes out, you know, when you're yeah. fucking. I don't know. But anyway, but I wondered if people would like it because when I was listening to it, I was like, is this going to be boring for for everybody because we're kind of well, actually having just, an intelligent discussion? It, it, was the same with the, it was the same with the coal mining episode. I think we got, we got some decent feedback on that too. Yeah, maybe so. we should be more smart. I don't know, dude. That's hard. That's hard. It's hard to do. Too stupid. I like titties and dicks too much. On the, <laughs> on the same titties. on the same person. Spit right on the tip. <laughs> right cowboy. Yeah. I think Dave we'll called back. Speaking, we'll... speaking of the cowboy, here we go. Hi, um, this is uh, uh, Dave from Texas again. Um, I uh, called in earlier about the uh, uh, topography episode. And I thought about something that was uh, just a, a real kind of cool moment in that show. For me, uh, Johnny talked tits. about that longtime companion movie being something that really gave him a different perspective on, you know, on that issue uh, at a at a you know at a young age or whatever, and, and kind of um, you know just a, you know an eye opener, just kind of like a or a, yeah, I mean, I guess something that just give you a different perspective. And I had to say that that's I had that same experience too. I mean, I actually saw that movie when I was in high school, and uh, um, and I yeah you know, I'd had. I, I knew folks uh, who were homosexuals, um, and that was never a, an issue in my family, one way or another. I mean, it's, it, you know, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't think much about it, and we didn't really worry about it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I I, uh, I just want to say that that was a uh, that was a big one for me too, and it's a movie that I still remember really fondly. And uh, um, you know, yeah, and it, it just, it was one of those things that just gave you a different perspective about an issue. It's just a, a real well-made movie and, you know, just really compassionate and, and cool. So, um, but anyway, uh, like I said, I just wanted to bring that up because, uh, John mentioned it in, in, uh, in a similar fashion to how I experienced it when I, when I first saw it the first time. So, um, yeah, no, it's good stuff. So, um, y'all take it easy. Bye. Sweet. I, I've still, ne- I've seen that. So. It's um like I said they showed it on PBS actually. Uh that's you know honestly what's funny about PBS is especially back in the day I don't know about now. Um they would show a movie just every once in a blue moon. Hmm. Uh and that's the first place that I ever saw the uh Schwarzenegger um uh bodybuilding documentary Pumping Iron. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh they 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 showed it on uh on PBS back when I was a youngster. Nice. That got me into bodybuilding. <laughs> it got me into drugs. Um, <laughs> Schwarzenegger smoking a doobie after the contest <laughs> with Louis. Uh, all right, uh, next voice. Uh oh, next voicemail. <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> jerking off right now. Come on, dude. I gotta go to bed. (laughs) 
Is something going to happen here or what? <laughs> I don't know. Let's do it. It's the Brokeback song. I know. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, no. Doesn't that just make you want to have sex? You know, passionate, rock hard sex oh. with Keith Fletcher and Jake Jumhoff? Uh, seriously, uh, it's a beautiful song. I, I do love the movie. I think it's great. I have to really do need to rewatch it. Scared to help Cinemaster. Um, however, I was uh, mentioning on the Facebook uh, page how uh, you know, I was joking about if they cast River Phoenix and Birkback Mountain be a film about Nexophilia. Well, then I said, well, they made a sequel nowadays. It's kind of about Nexophilia, too, since she just said it's not around. <laughs> but then it hit me. They should make a sequel to this, but. Have two different two different guys going up there. We could say the Brokeback Mountain is the place where everybody's inhibitions come alive. You know, it brings out the true passion in people, and it just turns out that you know a lot of people go up there. You know, I like that. Hold up. Do it again. There we go. All right, so I forgot that that part happened. Uh, um, we're both like, yeah. Okay, so here we go. So you got two more guys going up there. You know, and they find their love, okay? And the guys, I got the perfect cast. Ryan Gosling and Michael Fassbender. Tell me Ooh. you wouldn't watch it. I'm getting hard just thinking about that. Ooh, you know, what? Fassbender shoving <laughs> his humongous cock right up Gosling's ass. Boom, that feels good. Oh. And Gosling, you know, how when uh, in Drive he did that, you know, that, you know, rapid stomp to the person. Well, he does that, except instead of stomping, he's just pounding uh, Fassbender's ass with his cock. Yeah. Boom, it'd be just as bloody. All right. Ooh, well, okay, that's a little bit too far. Uh, but no, no, all kidding aside, <laughs> it is a great little. film. And obviously brings, you know, up the homophobia in some people. Obviously, uh, some people don't acknowledge it. I think my favorite thing was uh, when Greg Giraldo was commenting on, uh, you know, for homophobia and obviously Brokeback Mountain. Because he was saying, oh, Brokeback Mountain, that's the film, you know, the Christians on them. You don't, they don't want you to see Brokeback Mountain. But he was saying, you can tell how bad homophobia is because he goes, I was talking to one guy and he goes, so have you seen Brokeback Mountain? And he goes, no, I've never even heard of it. And he goes, never heard of Brokeback Mountain? How bad is your homophobia that you don't even acknowledge that the film exists? You know, and, but you know, you know, different strokes, different folks. Uh, Keith Ledger and you know Jake Gyllenhaal like to stroke each other. I'm fine with that. I, I think it's great. Um, <laughs> I do, I do think the film's amazing. Um, I'd have to rewatch it. Uh, it I'm with Zom. I don't know if it would be in my top ten in like the past decade, but I have to rewatch it. It's not the first thing that jumps in my head. I've only seen it once since its uh, initial release. I think it's. And it's not negative of the film, but, you know, it doesn't really have rewatchability. And it's like, the film is perfectly fine at the two hours, 24 minutes. It goes, you know, I'm going to it goes by quickly. You know, it, it feels at the pace, but in a good way. But, you know, it, it, it never felt that, oh, it should have been shorter or longer. It's like, okay, it was perfect time. But like Luke said, I think the only problem with me watching it is you might notice it a bit more. And like, oh, okay. Because when you rewatch something that's long, a lot of times then you start to notice it, even though you've seen the film before. Yeah. So it, it's not something you just like pop on like, hey guys, you want to watch Brokeback Mountain? Uh, which, fucking way, depressing. We are going to watch that the next Warhound. Just saying. Uh, we should all just, you know, have a gangbang and watch Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> because it's a lot. <laughs> I think Zom just hung up on him. Huh? What? Looks what? like all my steamy talk about Brokeback Mountain and your know, fast bender. There's nothing steamy about that, dude. Other, you're uh, you're spitting on it and shoving it in. Ejaculate. Yeah. Uh, but I was saying. Or we can do a lot like Brokeback Mountain. You know, we all, you know, get, get together. You know, most of the time we get away from our families. You know, we stick together for, you know, a weekend, maybe every couple of months or at least once a year for some of us. You know, we, we joke around, we get comfortable, and uh, then we fuck each other. You just, just fuck each other's brains out. 
Uh, so we'll go thrown into that, Mr. Dr. Tom. Make a sexy guess, all right? It's, you know, it's about bringing each other together, all right? And some of the best times I've had was having somebody inside of me. Okay, now I'm going too far. Uh, well, don't look, show up. <laughs> Hang up on him. Oh, yeah. He's not coming anymore, is he? Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm going to stop rambling uh, because now all this talk about Brokeback Mountain has uh, put me in a weird spot. Uh, I am kind of just standing in my underwear, touching myself. So, <laughs> so weird. Me too. Yeah. That's how I record the show Mountain every week. And, uh, I'm going to explore myself. Uh, you guys keep up the good work. <laughs> and... Uh, I expect another Sly Stallone call, or if not Frank Stallone on his brother's film, uh, Terry and Beverly Hills. And maybe even Billy Stallone. (laughs) Next voicemail. (laughs) Hey. Uh, I want to put... He sounds drunk this week. I just maybe overreacted a little bit last week. Uh, I find that sometimes Uh. I just get mad. I get in real rage. (laughs) I just can't help it. I don't know what causes it, but, you know, last week was one of those times. I know you guys are just taking fun out of me, you know. It's Sly. He's a big guy. He can take a few knocks. I can, you know. It's just been choking. I know you don't think I'm on steroids or any of that shit. <laughs> Fucking, you know, it's all so good. Yeah. Right? So, uh, <laughs> He's drunk and anyway, sad. you're reviewing uh, one of my brother's movies. Uh, <laughs> my brother Frank. He's fucking... I don't, I don't ever watch any of his fucking movies. He's fucking <laughs> shit, man. He, I tried to teach him how to act, but he fucking didn't give a shit, man. Fucking, I'd rather spend my time jacking off. He's fucking, he's just not interested in learning from me, you know? Fucking, so, you know, I'm not even going to watch his movies. I fucking watch even movies with me in or pornos because, you know, I fucking <laughs> love to jack off and fucking spunk off all over the place. Spunk fucking, off. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if you're going to enjoy that film. Probably not. He's fucking pretty shit, but he's pretty good at the music. I like his fucking music, man. I fucking rock out to that shit. Uh, so, yeah, I'm fucking, you know... Uh, well, again, I apologize last week, and, yeah, <laughs> fucking, I love you guys, you fucking, you like my brothers, if you're in Hollywood, you should come work out with me and Jason Statham, <laughs> we all take our tops off and fucking compare our muscles, tops. and, you know, fucking, yeah, it's just fucking good times, you know, three guys, three, four guys with their tops off looking at each other's muscles, there's nothing wrong with that, it's fucking good times, yeah, it's like he was talking to me, that was weird, uh, thanks Sly, I'm gonna get rid of Justin's emails, there we go, <laughs> alright, that was awesome. I love that Sly Love likes our show. Um, last voicemail. Are you still there? Yeah. All right. Last voicemail. Hanging out. Hi, this is out. Dr. Joy Small. Oh, God damn it. Uh, well, we're ending with Sly. Wait, maybe we should listen to her. Maybe she's calling about my my uh, 
my test results. Here's Zartowski. Please give me a call at 425-248-9796. Thank you. Who's it for? Hang on. Dr. Hi, this is Dr. Joyce Mock calling Dr. Zartowski. Please give me a <laughs> Dr. Zartowski. That wow. sounds like a fucking fake name you made <laughs> up when you like uh, like uh, when the Kramer would go and say his Dr. Von Nostrum. Von Nostrum or something like that. I just did a search for Dr. Zartowski on on uh Google and it does not come up with anything, so Hmm. I, I am truly disturbed by um, the Cinemasticist's <laughs> voicemail. Yeah, yeah. Well, what can you that do? That was a little weird. That uh, was a little weird. He was getting all excited. Oh, the exuberance of youth. Okay. Exuberance so of broke back. Thank you, everyone, for the voicemails again. Um, and you can always send us those at 206-339-1600 or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com and Statham, please send yours back in. If I, I'll try and see if I can work on it again. I don't know what happened. So, um, so uh, next week on the show, this is our uh, uh, another recommendation from a, a pal. Honestly, I don't even know if he listens to the damn show, but he's on the group. And he likes to post stuff about porn, so he's all right. <laughs> he he is a friend of mine that worked at the theater, um, Gronky, and uh, he wants us to wants us to do uh, some Asian sports films double feature. And these are a little bit out of the ordinary. These aren't just uh, you know like fucking Rudy or something. Uh, we have uh, 2009's Fireball. Uh, this is a Muay Thai basketball movie. <laughs> so this should be interesting. This is on instant so you can play along. And uh, we're also going to do, and we, we were toying around with a second, um, but I think since we already have kind of a, you know, lesser known fireball, we'll go with, we'll go with a, a safer bet and uh, we'll do Stephen Chow's uh, Shaolin Soccer from 2001. So should be fun. And what I was going to say earlier, Zom, if you've never seen it, check out Kung Fu Hustle. I've seen Kung Fu Hustle. Okay, same director, same same man. Yeah, actor. I like that. So same kind of feel, kind of a uh, almost slapsticky at times. Slapsticky soccer team that incorporates kung fu. Stuff. I like the guy that blew up like a frog. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I think I'm gonna watch that again this week. So I watched that uh, two different times with like a group of friends that don't like watch watch or like anything except what's mainstream and they loved it they thought it was hilarious that's cool so Shaolin so we'll soccer, check it out check it Shaolin out. soccer and fireball for next week um and like i said send us feedback uh you can find our show as always on itunes and at silvaandgold.com if you'd like to go about it that way um and i mentioned it earlier join our facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash silva and gold um that's about it. I got to go to bed because I got to get up again and do my shit day again. So, uh, do you have anything else, sir? Michael Perret rules. Michael Perret rules. Sorry, Martin. <laughs> had to learn that one the hard way. Well, I, I hate to. I'm, I'm uh, stern but fair. Doctor's goddamn right. <laughs> iron. I rule with an iron fist. I lost my mind for a moment when I saw that. I, I logged on for like two seconds and I saw that and I just fucking. I went berserk. You're right. That chick in that movie did have a nice little rack on her, didn't she? Yeah, that picture's kind of dark, but when you watch the actual movie, you you can see it a lot better. What if they were fake? 
Yeah. They look a little round. Yeah, they stand up. When she's laying down, if they stand up. Yeah. yeah that's a sure sign. Those nipples are really tiny, too. They look like they belong with that's, a cup. That bikini bottom is horrible. Ugh. Ugh. Cool. Um, that's about it for me, too. So, uh, until next week, this is Loaf Oot. Sam Oot. <laughs>